It's Locked on Giants Live. Trina, Tana, and Dog coming your way next. You are Locked on Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to Locked On Giants Live. Trina Tana and the dog is here. He is in the house. He made it. Shot. He was going to be here it. later in the in the program, but he is here. I'm ready to go. Did, I don't got my favorites, but that was eight and a half. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Man. Nice. Maybe nine, actually. That was good. Nine. All right. All right, I, I got to keep working. I mean, you got to keep me honest so that I can. <laughs> that was, I think, somebody. that's the highest score he's given you so far. So that was, I know that was he hasn't given me a ten. I got to keep working on it, yeah. but uh, I will. Tough. Eventually, tough. eventually, hopefully, before the, the end of the season, I get that ten. That's my goal. So <laughs> yeah. we, get, it, we get into the playoffs. Baseball. You'll get a ten. Yes, yes, definitely. Because Chris will be feeling generous. So be ready to which, go. Which, as <laughs> as sad as some Giants fans were after the result this week, our playoff. Possibilities are higher now based off of that tie. Yes, so. exactly. Hopefully exactly. We're going to get into that. We've got Philly week going on. I know Dog is fired up for this one. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? It's <laughs> funny. It's funny. I put it on Twitter. Like normally, I listen, I still hate the Eagles. No, you're wrong. There's still uh-huh. plenty of hatred for Philadelphia. Can't stand them. Always look forward to playing them. Want to beat them. I know it's a tall task, but it's weird for me going into this week and just kind of not having the same fire that I normally do because it's the game after this one that yeah. means the most to us. This obviously would be great to win this game, to beat Philadelphia, to win a divisional game, and to stay ahead of Seattle. It's mm-hmm. big. But we beat Washington. We're two games ahead of them because we have the tiebreaker head-to-head with them, and they'd have to be two games better than us going down the stretch, and they still have San Francisco, and I think they have Dallas again, so their schedule won't get and easier. And they have proven with Watson. So yeah. Right, right. So – you know, like I said, it's weird for me to go into a Philly week just like I don't want to say I don't care because I do not the way I normally do. We're I don't different. It, it, right, I don't think I don't think it's difference, right? We want to win. We want to win, yeah, but yeah. I'm just I keep I'm fixing to, to no matter, me, I'm no matter what game, happens here, Washington yeah. is more important. That's yeah, I'm viewing this game Absolutely. as like the uh the cherry on top game. Like if we win this game, it takes a little bit of pressure off that Washington game because then you go into that Washington game saying, if we win this, we're in no matter what. We're going to the playoffs. If you beat Philadelphia the week before. Um, but if we lose, you still, if you could beat Washington, still stand a very good chance to make the playoffs. So to me, this is like the cherry on top game. This is the game I'm stay going healthy. into this. Yeah, yes. stay healthy. Except like, the cherry, like, the cherry's coming before the the, the cherry's the icing. coming before the yes, the icing. It's right. kind of weird. Yeah, to have, to have that feeling, but it's the truth. It's like if we could win this game, like unbelievable. But it's a game, obviously. I I don't think any of us expect to win going in, um, especially with some of the injuries that we have going up against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, and it's a game that if we lose, it doesn't really hurt our playoff chances. Like Bad right. said, it's the, the focus for me for as far as the playoffs go are Washington. And then the game after that, if you're able to win, it goes directly to the Colts because those are the two games I see on our schedule that if we win both those games, we're going to the playoffs. And I think those are that that's our most logical way to get in. Right. Yeah. And, and you know what, guys? Not for nothing. You know, we, we talk about, oh, the Giants might not win this one. Do you remember 2007? Everybody said that about 
the New England Patriots and the Giants stood toe to toe with them. They lost by, I think it was a field goal, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Even though it was a loss, you know, this is one of those rare cases where a loss was not a loss because the Giants learned that they could stand toe to toe with the best in the league. And I think if the Giants, you know, and I'm not, you know, spoiler alert, I don't think they're going to win this game, but if they can keep it close, stand toe to toe, that's going to give them that boost that they need for next week and the week after that, and maybe all the way through to the playoffs. So I don't know that I would be too upset if they lose this week, because quite honestly, I expected if they get blown out, then I'm going to be concerned if, you know, if the energy is lacking because they left it all on the field during that, you know, last week's game for the tie, then I'm going to be concerned. But um, the energy level, I think, you know, this is just my small sample size of what I see and what I hear. I think it's where it needs to be. These players, you know, one game at a time, um, they're focused on the Eagles. They know it's a rivalry. They also know that the Eagles are stacked, but you know what? They're not looking at this as a David and Goliath type of situation. It's, it's like, look, they get paid just like we do. So we've got to, you know, go out there, not make the mistakes and just leave it all out on the field. So that's going to be interesting. But, um, you know, I want to ask you guys about something because I was having this conversation about the fact that the Giants-Washington game got flexed into Sunday night. And I want to ask, yeah. get your guys' opinion on yeah. this. I think that was, uh, for the Giants, from the Giants' perspective, that could have been the worst possible scenario for them because now here's the thing they've got, they're not going to come back until till like the wee hours of the morning on Monday morning. Dable's probably going to have to um, adjust the practice schedule, if I'm not mistaken, which is what he does usually after a late game. So you're going to probably have a couple walkthroughs and then don't forget, they've got Minnesota on the road on Saturday. Saturday. Which yep. It's condensed. Mm. So for me, and, and everybody knows I hate night games as a rule, but this particular one, oh boy, I'm curious to see the effect on the schedule and moreover, the effect on the team, because you're going to see probably walkthroughs, I would think, early part of next week when you've got another important game to turn around. Yeah. It's funny that's, a good, that's a good point as far as the, the, the Minnesota. I don't think it's going to affect much after that, but the Minnesota game, based yeah. off the fact that's on a Saturday right after the Sunday night game. Yeah, and we got to travel. It's in Minnesota. So I, I think it just makes it that much harder that week. Everything's going to be condensed. Um, and ha- playing on Sunday night is just going to add to that. You're playing seven hours later than you normally would. Like you said, you're probably going to get a late, a late practice on Monday, whatever it is. So, yeah, probably for the Minnesota no game. I, yeah. Because remember, so they're, leave, they're leaving from Minnesota. I, you know, if it's a Saturday game, they would have to leave by Friday at the latest. So probably so on Thursday. Everything gets condensed yeah. now. So. Yeah, and you got to give them a week, a uh, week, a day off somewhere along the line. So my guess is, is maybe Monday they get off. And if I had a guess, maybe they practice Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Those would be the three days in a row there. So it's going to be kind of a funky schedule. Take into consideration also the fatigue that's going to be involved because that Washington game is going to be highly emotional. It's going to be charged. Yeah. Bloodbath. And, and it's exactly. It's going to be a brawl. So. You just take all that into consideration. I know we're looking ahead here. We're not really talking about the Eagles yet. We will get back to the Eagles, but just something to to keep an eye on, you know, how they respond. I'm going to talk about the Eagles because I wanted to get back to uh, a few things about, you know, you're talking about 2007. First and foremost with Philadelphia, Washington beat them. We play the same game Washington does. That's the way you beat them. Either said than done. 
you have to run the ball. You have mm-hmm. to convert third downs. You got to get turnovers and you got to have the time possession. You're not going to stop that offense completely. Okay. Jalen Hurts is, is I was so far off on Jalen Hurts. He's been awesome. I, I can't deny that. But I think if you can squeeze him in the pocket, you got a better chance. If he's out rolling around with his legs, you're in trouble. But the best way to keep him off the field and AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, and Miles Sanders, keep him off the field. We also did, you mentioned 2007, we went toe to toe with the Patriots. We did that in 2011 against the undefeated Packers. We mm-hmm. lost by the same score, 38 to 35 in 2011. So you're right. There's no such thing as a moral victory. But in this case, if you go toe to toe with many consider the best team in the league, it may give you that confidence. And confidence goes a long way. We talked about that, you know, all year. Mm-hmm. Now the confidence goes a long way. The only difference is that defensive line is not 07 and our quarterback is not Eli Manning. So those are things you got to consider. But yes, if the Giants can go toe-to-toe with these guys, even if it goes right down to the wire and we end up losing, it could go a long way for the psyche and morale of this team. Going, listen, we just play the best team in the NFL or the NFC toe-to-toe with not being 100% healthy. Why can't we be? We can beat anybody in the league. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. It's a, it's a psychological game here in, in a way. You know. You know. You'd rather have the win. Of Don't course, get me wrong. But you know, and, and I know people are going to say, "Oh, that sounds like loser talk." But there's something to be said about in this case. I think a moral victory, which if they can parlay that into a victory in slugging, yes, exactly. So. That's down the line. I mean, we'll see how they do this week. But let's talk about this week. Um, I look at this Eagles team and, dang, I can't find a single weakness on this team. They are so stacked, this team. Yeah. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, you know, Doug, I, you, I, I believe you mentioned it before, run the ball. Because if, the I'm, ball. if I'm not mistaken, when a team rushes for more than 100 yards against the Eagles, the game, the score is actually close. Mm-hmm. I know Washington did it. I think Dallas did it. Uh, so in those games, I think in most of those games, the, 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 it's usually a one-score game. So we talk about that moral victory. you got to run the ball. I think obviously. Indi- did Indianapolis do it as well? If, if I think not, Indianapolis did it too. I think that was a one-point game, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. It was. Houston, Houston too ran the yeah, ball. Yeah, Houston ran the ball right down their throat. And Green, exactly. Bay, scored a, Green Bay ran the ball down their throat too. It's yeah. Just, they put up a million points. Uh, mm-hmm. Our defense is better than Green Bay's, but I think that's the formula. Again, yeah. it, it, it's a lot easier said than done. You know, I'm a gym guy. And the formula to getting in shape and all the stuff, it's an easy formula, but it's hard to do. Right. It's the same thing here. It's easy to say, keep Jalen Hurts in the pocket, you know, keep the ball in the field, convert third downs. But unfortunately, you know, you got the other team out there that doesn't want to let that happen. Yeah. And the Eagles are 11 and 1 for a reason. And I hate complimenting the Eagles because I absolutely can't stand them. I freaking hate them. I want to say <laughs> they suck. I want to say we're going to kick their butt. I want to say all this stuff. I want to say, ah, Jalen Hurts is trash. I told you it was trash. AJ Brown's overrated. We didn't need Devontae. I wish. I, I, what am I going to do? They're 11 You got to swallow it, dog. It's hard. It's hard. You're right. It's not, it's we not all your do. cheat day, but think of it like swallowing, you know, something you would eat on your cheat day. Yeah. Well, no, that's good, Patty. I, I like my cheat day. <laughs> uh, okay. Like maybe like a cough medicine or something. That's okay. All right. Well, take your medicine, works. as it were, right? That works. Well, I've yeah. I've been taking my medicine all year on a damn Eagles. <laughs> Although I can pick them <laughs> to win the division, but. Still, they're better than I thought they'd be. And, and you know, looking at that Eagles offense, 
they they do a lot of RPOs. I mean, are, are, is anybody else worried about that RPO game against the giant linebackers? Of course. Or am I just the only one? No, no I mean, listen, I, where we struggle the most is off the edge in, in terms of the run defense. And you saw that last week. It continued. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're wide receivers. It's just a complete mismatch. I mean, if we're being honest with ourselves, we have not played. Uh, Washington actually has a pretty good wide receiving core, but we have not played a receiving core on par with this, I think, all year. I mean, you're talking about a, one of the top three or four receiving cores in football, um, especially when you factor in uh, Goddard, who's a good uh, pass-catching uh, tight end as well. So this is going to be tough. I mean, it, it's going to be tough for the Giants to stack up. The one thing that I'm encouraged about is our defensive line. Um, and if not for this game, the future, in, in terms of being able to make a difference, because you finally saw Aziz Oljolari and Kayvon Thibodeau out there mm. at the same time last week, and it looked they each had a sack. It looked yeah. good between them, between the interior pressure. Now, I don't know if Leonard Williams is going to play this week. We'll see. I, I think he... I think Leonard's going to be able to go. I mean, they're going to yeah. take it down to Friday. My guess is he'll be listed as questionable. He has been getting treatment literally round the clock on that neck. Now, that being said, the Giants do tend to be a little more conservative Question. with neck injuries, yeah. but... I, I have a feeling Leonard's going to try and give it a go. Um, if I, they're going to have any chance yeah, in this they game, need him. they need him. That is how they're going to win it. They're they're yeah. they're like Bad Dog said. They're going to have to be able to keep Hurts in the pocket, and they're going to have to force him into making bad decisions. And I think the pass rush that we have, we're capable of doing that. Of course, the Eagles have a great offensive line, um, but that's the one really encouraging thing that I took out of the the last game. And there were other things too. You know, there were. I think Daniel Jones overall played well. Um, outside of the fumble that he had on his first drive. Um, the running game looked really good in the first half, and then we just fell apart. We actually had four straight drives where we scored points, which is only the second time we've done that all year. So there were parts in that game where the offense looked really good. There were parts in that game where the defense looked really good, but we just couldn't put it all together. And, and we kind of gave away a game that we should have won. Um, you know what's funny, Chris? I talking to talking to Washington fans last night because I did the roundtable with the, with the NFC East guys. Um, Washington feels like they let it get away too. It's just funny how we both feel like we let. One I don't know how they. Yeah, feel but Washington that way, has to buy. They can they can sit and stew yeah. in it. Giants yeah, I don't, don't know. Have I don't know either. Which we allowed a fourth and four. Like that that can't happen. Yeah, I felt like we had that game in hand. I mean, we had they the. Did. I mean, you think about it. Daniel Jones made a game winning throw, and then it got negated by that stupid Feliciano penalty. Wow. Yes, we, we were in field goal range. Game's over. Game's Gary over. Gary drops a ball. Game's over if he holds on to the ball. Um, and then and then Jones puts him in. At least an opportunity to kick a game-winning field goal. So I felt well like, short. Yeah, it came up, and, and that was a horrible spot, by the way. Yes, the it was, and also they missed an offside. They the, yeah. the refs missed an offside. But you know, the Giants they spotted Washington the first ten points between the turnover by Jones and then that missed tackle by I think it was Moreau that had the yeah. missed tackle. So they spotted them ten points. The other thing Giants, that can't happen, Patty. We, we can't let them go ninety yards in a minute. No, in, in two minutes. That, yeah, for that sure. Happened. You know, Chris, last year, that same thing happened when we lost because Dexter Lawrence jumped off sides. We were up by seven, and they scored in like three plays. Two plays, like, 75 yards. Right, that's right, two plays. They scored in two plays. They scored a touchdown trying to game up. Like, I, I don't know. It, it's just weird. The defense seems to have lapses at like the worst. They play yeah. overall. They play well, but it's like at the worst time. Um, somebody mentioned this to me in one of my streams. And I don't know how much it relates because I, I think that Philadelphia is better than Baltimore. But they did mention how Wink kind of did a good job of containing Lamar Jackson. Now, I feel like he knows Lamar Jackson a lot better than Jalen Hurts, but they are similar. Uh, you know, 
Lamar Jackson's much more dangerous when he gets outside of the pocket and can use his legs. Um, and you kind of want to make him be a passer because he can make some mistakes. Uh, so I don't know. I, I agree was with was that, Stable but... was Stable at Alabama when when Hertz yeah. was there? Yeah. yeah. So there's there's uh, maybe an advantage there. You think? Maybe. Well, I mean, he knows him. A little bit. I, I agree with the comparison to Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, but the difference is to me, Lamar Jackson doesn't have Devontae Smith and AJ Brown. No, he had he Mark Andrews. That was it. Yeah, he doesn't have he doesn't have the same weapons on the outside. So yeah, that AJ Brown I, matchup really worries me. RPO, him mm. running a drag route across the middle or whatever and getting sucked in by like the linebackers ending up with the coverage. Like I don't yeah, know. I, Wink, I, I know what Winky needs to do on this guy. I don't know if he should be aggressive and go after him or if he should just lay back and in I go Winky. after him. Yeah. I'd, I'd go after him too. But go after in, him, yeah. I saw somebody somebody posted that Tate Crowder should play. Uh-uh. It he must have been. To... I think Tate Crowder posted that. Yeah. On <laughs> I'm, well, I'm talking on the chat here. No, no. Tate Crowder I, oh, has. Oh, I get you. I, I got you. Tate Crowder. Tate Crowder obviously went play. He leads the team according to Pro Football Focus. He leads the team in missed tackles. Thirteen. Uh. Uh-uh, uh. I'm sorry. I like Tay, but I think he he played himself out of a job. It's it's yeah. you know the Jihad would have been fantastic. <laughs> um, Are you guys surprised by the spread? By the way, which thread? It? I thought it'd be higher. Oh, the spread? What is it, what is it now? Is it, is it seven and a half? Six and a half, I read. Maybe it's changed. Since. I thought it would be higher. I think it like Although I wonder half. now with the news of Saquon being on the injured list, if, if, it, if it changed. I'll have to yeah, check and look. see if it did. Let me look. I'm going to look. Now, now it's, look seven. it's seven right now. Okay. I figured with, with that news, that would maybe. Uh, it's because we're home. Up. If we were in Philly, it'd be three points. They'd probably be nine and a half. Yeah. Oh, hands down. Hands down, it would be higher. But. You know what? I mentioned the Saquon injury. My gut feeling with that, and I I don't have any proof of this. This is just my educated guess. I don't. I think Saquon's going to be fine. You know, look, he's had a heavy, heavy workload, and I don't know if y'all saw the transcript that came out. It should be on Giants.com. Saquon, you know, he was asked, "How are you feeling?" And basically, he kind of alluded without coming right out and saying that. Hey, you know, it's it's week what 14, 13 that we're in now, and he's banged up. He's banged up. Mm-hmm. By the way, SI Sportsbook has a te- has to spread at 10 and a half. I don't know what Bet Online has. I'm gonna see if I can find it on Bet Online since they're one of our sponsors. Yeah, I just looked it up. Uh let me see what Bet Online has, if I can get to it. I don't think I have an account on Bet Online, but we'll see. Oh, here I do here. It's Hold seven here too. Seven points. All right, so Bet Online. Who is one of our sponsors? They have the Giants as a seven-point underdog. All right. I thought it'd be like more like nine, nine or ten. Well, it depends. It it depends on what what you know sports book you're looking at. Like I said, SI has them at ten. My online, one of our sponsors has them at seven. So my bookie has it at seven too. Yeah. So we're for the sake of the show, we're going to go with with uh, with Bet Online since they're one of our sponsors and. You know, look, it, it's it's a game that, you know, the Giants can win this game. It's going to be an uphill battle, but they have to play a perfect game, basically, is what it boils yeah. down to, I think. And Philly's got to make some mistakes. Exactly. Some mistakes. And the weather is also could also be a a, uh, a factor. I, I think I heard that the weather's going to be yicky on Sunday. Bad. Yeah, it's projected to be rainy and, and bad. And, yeah. So. The thing is, I think if we're able to do, and again, I don't think I'm not saying we're going to be able to do this. They've taken care of the football well this year. Hertz has only thrown three picks all year. I think he's got five turnovers. Maybe if you include the fumbles, but if we're able to do what we did against Dallas and create two turnovers, 
I think we can beat the Eagles. Got to make, uh, got to push though, them into mistakes. Even though we didn't beat the Cowboys, I feel like the Eagles are prone to giving up rushing yards. That, that, that that's been proven. So if the Giants are able to establish the run and maintain the run and can win that turnover battle, yeah, then I think we at least have a chance to win this football game. I agree. I, I feel like we match up better against Philadelphia than Dallas. I, I feel like Dallas is a very tough match for us. Yeah, uh, but you, I you like again, the, not that Philly's easy, but I you do like feel that like matchup match of the interior offensive line against that Philly no. defensive front. I don't don't that like it. Me. No, don't like it. But I I agree with Bad Dog though. I think I think we have a better chance to beat the Eagles than the Cowboys. Okay, I think we match up better with them. But we don't match up well with either team. But I think we, I think we have a better chance to beat the Eagles. I agree with yeah. Bad Dog. I hope so. I mean, can you imagine what this would do? Like I said, if the Giants somehow upset the Eagles. Oh my it would goodness! Everything around. I mean, the Giants have a one in three games, so it would they definitely haven't won a game in over a month. Right, it would definitely shift the morale. The, again, the Dallas game, I expect to lose. I feel like the Detroit game was was a big letdown. Not only did we lose that, that game, a- we lost to Dory Jackson in that game, and that was kind of like, oh, that was just Dory could bad... be back for Washington, though. No, that's There's good. Outside chance that he could be back for Washington. I hope so because we. I we don't really think he'll be him. back this week. But I would not be stunned if he's back for Washington. And that would be just Huge. in the nick of time because, you know, you got, let, let's face it, they got to shut down Terry McLaurin, you know, yeah. and, and also with Dory Jackson's one of their best run defensive corners. So mm-hmm. we need him. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we need mm-hmm. him back in the worst way, especially for Washington. Because, like, like you said, if he could kind of minimize McLaurin, that changed their entire offense. Oh yeah, so absolutely. It'd be huge to get a Dory Jackson back for that game. Hopefully, we, I think hopefully that's we the target. Him. I think that's what they're eyeing. I I don't anticipate a Dory this week. I think they should week. bring him back, even if he's capable of playing this week. If he's oh not yeah, 100%. you bring him back and you give him, you know, you give him a, a small package of plays. Next week is the week. I, I have no problem with that, but yeah, next week, yeah, you want to have him full blast next week. And I know somebody asked, somebody else asked about Xavier McKinney. I don't know that Xavier McKinney is going to be ready next week. Um, you know, I I mentioned this on my show I, earlier in the week. When Dable said that clubbing the hand was not an option, that to me said that they're still concerned that that hand is not fully stabilized. Now, the pins did come out of the hand, I think, yesterday or today. I, I it was yesterday. What you said was, I think, from what it was I yesterday. Read, I think it was yesterday. Yeah. Still, you know, you, you, I'm sure they're going to want to test that hand and – see where it's at. So I, I don't know. I, I just, I'd, I'm not confident that McKinney will be back for next week. Um, Jackson, I think has a better shot of being back, back for next week. I hope so. I, I mean, it'd be huge <laughs> to get him back and healthy and, and be able to help out at McLaurin. Cause. Oh yeah. He's definitely yeah, Washington's best weapon. Uh, Brian Robinson. I, I love, I love the way he runs. I mean, he's, he's an old school back. He's just a guy that's not going to go down. And I, I say, you know, the dude got shot for crying out loud. So you, yeah. you're going to get shot and you're going to be able to get back in the But You think one guy's going to bring you down? <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. he's tough. And and Antonio Gibson's another good running back. I mean, Washington's, they're, they're Washington's great, a good team. But they they're, good they're team. solid. They're, yeah. solid. They're, they're playing well. They're playing yeah. well. But how are they after coming out of the bye? Did anybody look Flat that up? I'm, I'm, I'm going to look that up. I know there's a stat for bye. I'll look it up for you real quick. Okay. It's uh, I know it's on team rankings. I think. By the way, <laughs> how how close is my prediction? I said twenty-one twenty Giants because Washington goes for two and doesn't get it. It was twenty to nineteen, and Ron Rivera could have went for two and he he didn't. 
<laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> and, and, and we both thought he was gonna. We both yeah, we did. We did. Washington is twenty-two and twenty coming out of the bye. So it's about five hundred. Yeah, about fifty-two point four percent of their wins. Uh, yeah. So that last year nothing. they played. I'm looking at more recently because that's kind of what we're concerned with. All right. So last, last year they beat Tampa by ten, uh, coming out of the bye, which okay. that's a pretty impressive win, right? Week ten. Mm-hmm. Um, they they played the Giants in 2020 out of the bye. They actually lost that game, um, 23-20. So mm-hmm. not hopefully, now, hopefully history repeats itself. Yeah. yeah. Now just to go back to the Eagles game for a second, Ter- Terry D to actually let me put this put this up on the screen here makes a kind of a good point. I hope this Eagles. This is the Eagles trap game. Now, the Eagles, if they win, they will lock up a playoff berth. They're gonna they're mm-hmm. going to the playoffs regardless, obviously. But what do you think the odds are of them just maybe taking the Giants for granted? Zero. I, I don't think if they would. Dallas was their next game, maybe. No. Maybe. Um, but Giants Eagles, it doesn't matter. They, they don't ever overlook these. These guys are hated who, rivals. They're not. Who do they have after the Giants? I forget. Uh, I'll tell you right now. I'm looking at. Uh, I got the. I was looking at Dallas's schedule. Actually, as you said, Dallas that. has an easy schedule outside of the Eagles. They got three AFC South teams, which oh, our division's only lost one game to the AFC South. Yeah. That was Washington lost to Tennessee. This is the Eagles schedule. They got. They got the Giants twice, as we know. Bears. They, they got, got the Bears, at Chicago Dallas. and then at Dallas and then the Saints. So yeah, so they, 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 not, they can't take healthy. anybody for granted because Cowboys are right. They're right there, so mm-hmm. they can't take anybody for granted. The only thing, yeah. one thing I and mentioned this before, the one thing we can hope for is if Philadelphia does sweep Dallas and they have everything locked up, there's no reason for them to play their starters in the last. I know game. that that last game is is going to be meaningless for them. It may, it may mean everything, and I, and it could help the Giants. I, I mean, heck, they owe the Giants. I guess. Yes. The the the, the uh, devil's advocate of me will say if we need Washington to lose that last week, it could also help Washington because if Dallas has nothing to play for, if they are locked into the five seed, and they don't have the buy, they may rest their starters the entire game. Yeah. So that's the other thing too, because Dallas plays Washington the last week of the season. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. I mean, you know, there's two schools of thought here. You know, teams will sit their starters if they have it locked up, and then you've got the Tom Coughlin school of thought of. Hey, let's just build up the momentum and go forward. And, you know, there's no guarantee that these guys won't play, but you would think it would make the most sense to just sit them. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's, it, it, it's when it comes to the Eagles. Yeah. Least. Well, you know, like, like, like uh, one of my colleagues said that they're like, oh, the Eagles owe the Giants for, although that was like, you know, ages ago and a different, you know, coaching staff and everything yeah. like that. But, but uh, the, speaking of this Eagles t- uh, team, let's go back to that for a second. Guys. Boston Scott. <laughs> well, Chris, what do you call him? I call him the, call him, uh, the little squirt. The half, little half squ- of his career touchdowns are against the Giants. Oh my God! What it, it, it's like, you know, certain, you know, it's almost like Daniel Jones has how he seems to own the the Commanders. Yeah. Boston Scott seems to own the Giants. I mean, are you guys anticipating this guy? All the little again? running backs for Philly killed us. LaShawn McCoy, Darren Sproles, Brian Westbrook. Or, uh, they, they they all were um, – I always call them Russell Westbrook. They, they were all uh, – all little guys. They're not little, but you know, not they're not six foot tall. Little like engines five, eight, that five, could. Seven. What's that? Little engines that could. Right. They're just they're vertically challenged, but they're they all <laughs> killed us. All of them. All these Boston little, all these Scott, shorter though, guys. Oh my gosh. 
Every he, he's made a year. career against the Giants. He's made a career against yeah. the Giants. He really has. I mean, I wonder if he has a bonus in his contract for you know <laughs> for when he plays the Giants. But uh goodness, that's definitely uh a, a guy to keep an eye on. You know, we mentioned the receivers, AJ Brown last week, just you know, exploding against the, yeah. the yeah, I mean that was a monster game. Yeah. But oh, the one throw they Chris and I were doing the game and they show highlights, and Chris is like, Wow, that was a tough throw. There was nobody 15 yards around AJ Brown. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was like it was like practice. It literally was. Well, AJ Brown, I have to think. He, and he's like, "Oh, look at this." I, I, I happen to think you know AJ Brown was 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 definitely you know he was pumped up for that game. And right oh yeah, against his old team. Yeah, I mean, there, there's something to be said there, and just like I think James Bradbury is going to probably be pumped up to face the Giants, you know. So, um, absolutely, you know, the matchups in this game. Oh, and the interior, you know, Fletcher Cox against that interior yeah, he offensive kills, he line. He kills the Giants all the time. Giants. You know that that's, you know, Glowinski had a rest day. You know, he had he, he popped up on the injury report last Saturday. What is he rested from? He sucks. <laughs> don't, don't hold back there, Tay. I'm sorry. I mean, I watched the game last week. I mean, my I, God, like the interior offensive line was the whole yeah. Glowinski got shredded a number good. of times. You can't get beat inside like that. Yeah, you know, I I, 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 I totally saw a crazy stat on Twitter this week. Um, I forgot who posted it, but I saw it. I think the Giants this year have surrendered 38 sacks. 28 have come from, come the, from interior. the interior. Yep, I That's saw that. Three of them came, three of them came from Evan Neal's side in the first game against the Cowboys. Yeah. 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 So it tells you how good Andrew Thomas Yeah. Oh, Andrew Thomas, you know, we don't have to worry about him unless he's not in the lineup. But but that interior offensive line, now I think, you know, it's going to be Glowinski, Feliciano at center, Gates at left guard. I'm curious, though, to see – well, actually, no. I, I, even if they activate Bredesen, which I think they they might. I was gonna say, I never thought I'd be looking uh, like one. Well, he, here's the you know, I'd rather see Gates at center. Per, qu quite frankly, I'd rather yeah. see Gates at center. But the thing with Bredesen, I think if if Azudu's neck injury is that bad, mm -hmm. I could see them putting him on IR and and opening that spot for Bredesen. That's what I think is going to happen. They got another week to decide on this, but. I wouldn't be shocked if that's how they go. But uh, that interior of the offensive line really, really scares me. It does. Yeah. Against that's going to be a focal front. point next year. They, yeah. They need a couple pieces on that interior. Yep, get, and get, a wide a, receiver. Yes, a wide receiver for sure. Although I had an interesting I had an interesting uh, post. I made a video for Giants Country because I asked um, uh, Anthony Armstrong, former NFL wide receiver, used to play for the Commanders, at, amongst other teams, I said, what's more important to have for a team, a 1,000-yard running back or a 1,000-yard receiver? And his answer shocked me, him being a former receiver and all. He said a running back. Hmm. I can see that. Because well, I mean, a running back doesn't get big chunks of yards at one time, so, you know, for the most part. A wide receiver is average what? A, an average run probably averages about eight, nine yards a catch. Running backs average, the best ones average about five and a half yards a carry. So I think if you have a thousand yard running back, it just shows you're chewing up more clock. It takes longer to get a thousand yards as a back as it, than it would a wide receiver. So sure. maybe that's why I, I, I also, well, also it opens up other options. Exactly. Everything's predicated off the running game. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, contrary to, to the fact that this is now a passing league, you know, the run game still runs rule supreme. So um, look, at, look it, at the best teams in the league. They all can run the ball, the Eagles, the Cowboys, yep. 
Yeah. You know, I the Chiefs don't run a lot. They don't need to. You got Mahomes is a little yeah. it's different. But yeah. Um Baltimore. You know, they run the ball. Baltimore runs yeah. the ball. So yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. Let me take a question here from Papa Gutza. What's the status on Leo? Uh I think he's gonna be okay to play. I would be kind of surprised as of as of this recording, as of what I know right now. I think he's going to be okay. He may not practice much, if at all, this week, but Leo's going to probably be a game time decision. Um, look, he's the type of guy who, who wants to play regardless. He could be he could be missing half of his leg, and he'd still want to be out there because that's that's just how Leo is. And you know, you go back to last year when he had that uh, triceps injury, and he pushed through that. Um, the thing is, is with neck injuries, you've got to be careful because you're now right. you're talking potentially spinal issues and stuff like that. So. I think they're they're going to be cautious with him, but if he responds to treatment, he'll be out there. And 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 I, I if I remember correctly, he was out at practice. He was outside practicing. Uh, the only guy I don't think that was on the field, or from what I remember, was Lemieux with the toe. So he's, you know, I get the feeling that that he aggravated that toe injury again. Who knows? Maybe he goes on IR and they bring back Bredesen, you know, and and just keep Izudo open you know hoping that they get him snapped somewhere down the line i can't wait to get some interior offensive linemen on his team <laughs> yeah i Please. i i i gotta all right matthew's been been asking this question about obj no update matthew Odell's, he's probably not playing this year he's not playing this year he you know there was a report now that he he's like oh i could be ready in five weeks well duh, the playoffs start in five weeks but you're not going to be in football shape necessarily in five weeks odell's going to probably signs with somebody my guess is next year i mean teams are not going to sign this guy if he hasn't worked out for them right that, that would that, that's like, a multi-year deal yeah what was I mean, what was the purpose of these workouts not even work you know they, they were they were preliminary visits to kind of get a feel for the culture but you I, know I what that's so. going to change it was, the, it was i think it was, it was try about to odell beckham he loves the attention you know exactly to him he loved that Exactly. Mavericks game. He's like, I'm yeah. just taking all this. In. And they had the and, and Dallas alerted the media so that they could cover it. Come on. Of course. Talk about a dog and pony show. Yeah, that's goodness. a big top down there. You know, Dallas. the Giants, the Giants and the Bills were more a little, you know, a lot more discreet. The Giants took the guy out for a steak dinner and had him at the facility. And that that was that was pretty much it. You know, there was no trip to the to the hockey game, or I, I don't right. even know if the Knicks or the Nets were in town. But you know, there's uh, just, just he, we didn't need to do that. Odell Beckham knows what we that. got here. He knows exactly. he knows what it is here. Exactly. So I don't think Odell's going to sign this year with anybody. I think this was just to kind of get in the buildings of of the Bills and the, get a little attention the, back. And I'm saying we know Odell likes it. Yeah, yeah. I I think. And, you know, next year, teams will have more cap space. Yeah. You know, he'll be over a year removed from that second ACL. It just doesn't make sense. It never made sense. I know there are people out there that for sentimental reasons, they want Odell back. I get it. If Joe Shane's making decisions based on sentimental reasons, he should be fired tomorrow. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you don't make you don't make decisions going forward on nostalgia. Yeah, you, you can't move forward by looking back. Exactly, yeah. and 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 that's the other thing. You've got other needs on this team, so you you want you've got to address Sa Saquon. You're going to probably have to address Daniel. 
You're going to at some point have to redo Andrew Thomas's contract Dexter and Dexter's Lawrence. contract and Julian Love's contract, McKinney. McKinney at some point. So you're going to, wouldn't it make sense to see if you can get a receiver in the draft, get put him on a rookie contract mm-hmm. and save yourself a few bucks? Yeah, a 21 year old with two good ACLs. Yes. That makes exactly whatever, two and a half million dollars a year if we're picking in the early 20s or late teens. Yeah. That's a good wide receiver class. Yeah. I think Chris Chris made a great point. Uh, I don't know if it was during our show or during a Giants game. We understand that the younger fan base loves Odell Beckham. We get it. Uh, yeah. we, we've been bad for 10 years. And, you know, we're old enough to remember Eli. Pat, you and I are old enough to remember Phil Sims and Hostetler and those guys. Chris was really young. I, but, remember, I remember them, but barely. barely right, barely. right. Yeah. That's what I mean. You were really young. So yeah. um, that's really all the younger generation has as far as like yep. good Giants football was Odell Beckham because he was mm-hmm. the only guy that was exciting to watch. We were a terrible team, and they don't – they saw Eli at the end of his career, which obviously wasn't the same in, in 2018 as he was in 2011 when he should have won the MVP – so that's really all the younger fan base knows about good Giants football. So they they love them, and I get it. But if we if you want to see really good Giants football in the future, you can't spend money. You can't spend $30 million and give a 30-year-old wide receiver with two bad ACLs $30 million for years when you have other positions you got to improve. It's just – it doesn't make sense from a team point or a financial point for the Giants to bring him in here. And honestly, yeah. it makes better sense for Odell Beckham to sign – next year with somebody when he is absolutely well and 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 he has more suitors like right right now there's only a handful of teams that would even be interested in bringing him in for the remainder of the season there's only so many teams that are competing for a super bowl there's only only so many teams of those teams that need wide receiver help so you're looking at about the teams that he visited Mm -hmm. dallas the giants and 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 buffalo potentially but next year and you look at how thin the wide receiver market is for free agents. Yep. I mean, we talked about Darius Slayton's like the third or fourth best free agent wide receiver next year. So that tells you all you need to know about the class. Mm-hmm. If you're Beckham, it really makes, unless a team is willing to give you a, a decent commitment right now, what's the rush? Yeah, Come I was going to say, what's his hurry? Yeah. Exactly. Come now, he, he, year, he, do he, he does do. lose, you know, he loses a year of accrued service. Granted, that that's, but you know, he's what, 10, 10 years in, nine years yeah, in, something like years. that? Do so, what you do what Juju did, uh, unless you're somebody's willing to give you a three year deal. Do what Juju did, sign a one year deal somewhere where you know you're going to get targets, you know you're going to put up your numbers like Juju did with the Chiefs, and then hit free agency the following year. Right. Maybe he goes to the Chargers, maybe he yeah. goes to Las Vegas, no, uh, Miami. I don't know how many targets he get. Miami. Green Bay, they got two pretty good receivers, and that's and that's the other thing, you know, when Odell was here, he was screaming when he wasn't getting the ball, and then when the Giants hit rough patches. He was screaming about that. You really, uh, you know, look, well, that's, what I told you, that's what I told you on Twitter. Uh, unless yesterday. he's matured. Do you really want that again? Well, especially if you plan to draft a quarterback, which I don't see it being a match both for Odell and for the giants. Yeah. Right, because why would Odell want to come play with a rookie quarterback? And why would the giants want to bring in a wide receiver? And listen, one of the, the better quarterbacks, he's had. One of the better quarterbacks that would have been eligible is going back to school. That's my guy, Michael Penix. He, he's going back to Washington. So oh, really? I didn't see that. Yeah, he's yeah. going back to Washington. I think he committed to go back last week. So, well, you know what? People know I love Michael Penix. So my like Instagram DMs blew up with all the, hey, check this out, check this out. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I'm like, that's all right. I get to watch him play Washington for another year, and I, I love that. But um, I, I really did like Michael Penix a lot. So you're looking at Bryce Young, you're looking at uh, Will Levis, and you're looking at uh, C.J. Stroud and – 
Richardson and, declared too, right? What's that? Richardson yeah, Anthony declared. Richardson, who he stinks. I'm sorry. Not, <laughs> but not again, good. guys, there's going to be other quarterbacks classes. Right. But what I was going to say is there's a lot of quarterback needy teams right now. The quarterback's yes. not getting to the Giants this year anyway. Yeah, I mean, especially if the Giants are drafting in the 20s. Mm-hmm. Look, you, you know, I, we, we're taught in the scouting academy, which I've taken a couple semesters there. When you evaluate a quarterback, the, the first one of the questions you need to ask yourself is, can you win with the guy or in spite of the guy? Mm-hmm. Can we all agree that the Giants can win with Daniel Jones and not in spite of Daniel Jones? Yeah, I think Daniel Jones wins in spite of the guys around him. Daniel Jones, you know, look, we saw what happened last year when they didn't have Daniel Jones, how how that 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 offense was just garbage oh, without him. That, was, that wasn't even garbage. I don't know what that was. It was garbage. We could call yeah, it what it, it is. It's the worst thing I've bad. ever seen. It was, it was a hot garbage. mess. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not sitting here and saying that Daniel Jones is the second coming of Josh Allen. I'm not saying he's the next Patrick Mahomes, but he's a guy that I think they can win with. They, you know, and I hate making the excuses. I really do. But every year, it just seems like there's been something missing to help him with his games. Now, this year, you can make the argument that the offensive line was not complete and that the receivers were not, you know, beefed up. So give Joe Shane a healthy cap of a full stock of draft picks. Let's see what he does. You give Daniel Jones maybe a two, three-year contract, modest money. If he doesn't work out, you get rid of him. It's that simple. Now, I got a question for you. I, I And again, people on Twitter, you can't even go on Twitter and even mention the name Daniel Jones without getting into heated arguments. That's why I don't anymore. Because they're, they're just they're vampires. Like There are people on there that are just they, they're waiting for anybody to say anything about Daniel Jones so they can come oh, on. Oh, I know. I get it all the time. And argue about how they need to get rid of the guy. and But and I, I think we all agree uh, for next year. I think we're of the same mindset that, that we don't know what Joe Shane's going to do for sure. But I think we're of the same mindset that we want them to bring him back on a short-term contract, continue yep. to build up the rest of the team. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, there's been reports that have come out. I don't know how accurate that they are, that Joe Shane approached Saquon Barkley and his representatives never did the same thing with Daniel Jones. And now people are saying, does that mean they have no interest in Daniel Jones? No. Well, uh, or is it I... that Jones has... He wants to test the market, perhaps. I'll give I'll give you my theory on this. Yeah. And this is just I want to emphasize this is my theory. Saquon's contract, I've been saying this for, for a while now. That's gonna be a tough contract. That is not gonna be a contract that they can get done in you know a, a day or two. There's gonna be a lot of back and forth. Daniel's contract, I think, is gonna be a lot easier. So what makes you what, say that? Though? I'm just curious. Just just because I Saquon, they're going to have to do all kinds of cap gymnastics, I think, to make this so that if they need to get out of it after so many years, they can without getting hit. You know, I started to put together the numbers on this stuff. Daniel's contract, I think, is going to be a little bit more cut and dried. So, you know, I I think maybe there's there's a level of confidence that they'll get it done, and they'll get it done before the start of, of the new league year or at least before they have to assign the franchise tag. Saquon's contract, I, I would be stunned if that thing is done by the time the franchise tag window opens up. So you don't think Daniel Daniel wants to test the market? Well, he, here's the thing, Chris. He has an opportunity to return to the same offensive system. Oh, well, I agree with you. I think you know, I, I, I mean, he I, would, would he maybe want to hear what's out there? I, you know, look, 
if I'm him, I'd 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 be like, yeah, okay, I, just bring me the the uh, the offers. But look, he has a chance. He, he he can have a job here that's guaranteed, pretty much. Same offensive system. He's he's had his best year since his rookie season under this coaching staff. There's too many reasons for him not to come back, in my opinion. Um, nobody who out there is going to pay him, you know, like a Pat Mahomes or, or Josh Allen. It's not happening. That. So Maybe if like the money Ryan is Daniel. equal, if the money is equal, oh, if the money's equal, he's coming back. You come back exactly, right. and I and I would be stunned if somebody overpays for him. I absolutely would be shocked. A couple of things you talk about receivers. He went into this year with his receivers looking at it: Kadarius Tony, Kenny Galladay, Wandale Robinson, Sterling Shepard. None of them play. You he ended up with Richie receivers. James, David Sills and Marcus Johnson for a little bit and Darius Slayton. That's what he ended up with. Also, the other thing is Daniel Jones is what, 25? Yeah, 20, I think so. 25. Okay. Quarterbacks have a long shelf life. Daniel Jones could come back in this situation knowing the team and having them build upon it. If he's good and he gets better, by the time a three-year contract is up, he's right in his prime. He could get mm -hmm. paid big time then. He's still in a three-year window. If he plays well in those three years, he would still have an opportunity to get a massive like contract. Saquon doesn't have that opportunity because running back shelf life goes down really fast. They're mm -hmm. in their prime when they come out of college. And then they get that one big contract. And then when they're 29, 30, then it's just most of the time, unless you're Adrian Peterson or a guy that just does it, Frank Gore, some guys lasted Curtis Martin. They lasted forever. But most of the time, you're not going to get that lucrative deal after your second contract. So they want to get paid then. And I understand that that's why I agree with you, Patty, that I think it'll be difficult because Barkley's going to want his money because sure. it's just one opportunity, but Daniel Jones will have another opportunity at least to make his money, get a mega deal. Yep. If he proves he can play and win with the absolute. And the, and, and it would behoove him to stay in the same system with the same coaching staff right. And build on what he has started this it's gonna, year. It's going to come down to are the Giants willing to offer him close to market value? That's that's what it comes. I down think to. he'll get market value, but it'll be on the low end of the scale. Yeah. And again, the contract's going to be. Look, there are things that they can do. They can throw in, you know, incentives for for passing yards, winning Super Bowls. You know, yeah. there's all kinds of vehicles they can throw in there to sweeten the pot. Well, if he ever won a Super Bowl, he's getting a huge deal. <laughs> Oh, if he wins a Super Bowl, they're going to wrap up his deal. And win a Super Bowl, get right a mega contract. Absolutely. All right. Papa Guzzo asks about uh, trading Barkley for a first round pick. Here's how it works because I see, I get this question a lot with guys that are free agents. You cannot trade a guy unless he is under contract. The you trading deadline is passed. So, in order for the Giants to, to trade Barkley, they would pretty much have to sign him to a new contract. Then trade him. So, and if you're signing him to a new contract, guess what? You got to throw in the signing bonus. So, no, I don't see that happening. I just want to, I'm watching the game. I just, I just want to say, I don't know if either one of you have the game on. Devontae Adams just made a ridiculous diving one-handed catch in the sideline when he was pass interfered with. That is what the Giants need. That was ridiculous. We need a guy like that on the team. That's what the Giants are missing. That's what Daniel Jones has missed. A guy, they don't need to be as good as Devontae, but we need a superstar wide receiver. Need a legitimate that number one. Kenny, Kenny Galladay is not it. No, I no. don't know what, I don't know if he's just not healthy. I don't know if it's just the attitude. I, I, I really don't know what the answer I think, is. I just think he's damaged goods. And I, 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 I think, 
I wonder yeah. about that too. I mean, after what we saw, you know, when he was signed, remember, and also Kyle Rudolph came in and he was damaged goods and Gettleman signed him anyway. Yeah. I wonder about that. If, if, if something popped up with Galladay that was kept quiet and they said, okay, well, it'll just get better with, with time or with treatment. I wonder What's about surprising? that. We, I, I don't we, know. We but gave Kyle Rudolph a bunch of money and only had a bad foot. We were because, desperate. That's what because it comes down that's, to. you know, that's the giant's way of being classy. Look, you can be classy, but you got to be smart in business right. too. Right. Yeah. I mean, come on. So, all right, folks, got to take my first commercial break. Do not go anywhere. We will be right back. And now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Life can be challenging and put a strain on our mental health when things that happen are beyond our control. Seeking the expertise of a licensed professional to help guide us toward a resolution is key to overcoming life's ups and downs. So if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey. And if you find that you're not a match to your assigned therapist, you can switch at any time. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash locked on. Hey, Giant fans, thanks so much for making the Locked On Giants podcast your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, welcome back to Locked On Giants Live. Trina, Tana. Good job. Good job. Good job. That was a little more subtle. Give you seven. That's less than what you gave me to start the program. (laughs) Tough crowd. Well, you got something to work for. You you got, you you hopefully have a grand finale. Right. All right. I I, I got another commercial break coming up in a little while. And then of course we got during the commercial, you have to practice. (laughs) I know. Well, I should, right. Oh my gosh. But, uh, so, yeah, um, any other thoughts about the Eagle game? I mean, I know we keep bouncing back and forth between the Eagles and, and, and the Washington game, but, you know, what, next game up, Eagles. What else, what X factor are we missing here that we haven't spoken about, guys? X factor? I mean, outside of praying? I mean, yeah. like, like, I mean, like, I mean, if we're being real, like. Wink. We're gonna, we're gonna Wink be- the X factor. Special teams. How do you? I yeah, don't... special teams are always an extra. But wink to me. I, I you, you got to find some way. You got to devise some scheme to limit Jalen Hurts' running. You, you, you have whether that is going right at him and blitzing him, or whether it's, it's it's playing a zone or having a spy or somebody. But you better get somebody with some speed because I'm pretty sure that I forgot who they were playing in the lane. I forgot who they were playing. Maybe it was Green Bay. And they did have a spy, and he just outran him every time. Green Bay, he had like 160 yards against Green Bay. You can't allow that to happen. So mm-hmm. I think Wink, if you have any chance of beating Philadelphia, you're going to have to make them earn their points. Whatever we did to them, I know they're a different team. Whatever that we did to them last year when we beat them, Hurts threw three interceptions, almost six interceptions, really, in that game was yeah. crazy. Um, you you got to find, I, I know Hurts is a much better player this year, but you got to take some whatever we did last year and, and, and do that. Well, 
let me let me give you guys a, an X factor here. Aziz. Yeah. He looked pretty good last week. Great. Him and him, him and, and Thibodeau. I mean, uh, I think guys... I, if you ask me the X factor for the rest of the season, like if the Giants are going to surprise for the rest of the year, like yeah, in terms of maybe winning awesome. three more games, it's going to be that pass rush. Like that, that pass rush is I, I, if it can continue to get better and better and better, that could be something where I could see the Giants knocking off some teams that we don't necessarily see happening, like Minnesota, um, like Philadelphia. You know, that to me is the X factor for these last five remaining games. If this team is going to take another leap and actually be a team that could compete and potentially win with some of these better teams in the NFL for the rest of the year. I think it's going to come down to that pass rush. I think Thibodeau has been awesome the last month. Uh, but awesome. the funny thing is, some guys just don't want to give him a break. He, he absolutely well, he doesn't have killed the sacks. Kirk Cousins. And people ain't happy with the sack. I've heard a lot of, oh, he's got to learn to strip the ball. He's got to learn to go after the ball. Oh, my God. So he can't win. So he needs a strip sack fumble. And then if he were to cause a fumble, he's got to recover that for a touchdown. He, you know, I, what, I, I don't know. Aziz already did force a fumble. And yeah. Debido has to learn to go after the ball, but I was happy he got the sack. He got him on the damn two-yard line. Um, you know, that wasn't – it sounded like it was a bad thing. So, no, he played, I, he I think he's been a lot better. I think you're going to see him get a lot more sacks here in the last five games of the season. As he develops – Is going to have something to do with it? As Thibodeau develops counter moves, he's going to get better and better and better. It's scary oh, how good he's going to be. He's, he's going to be good. If he stays healthy – yeah, I'm going to throw out another name that that has played well for the Giants, and I don't think he's getting enough credit. Um, and I don't want him. To be, I don't want him to be a starter next year, but I hope he's back. And I think he's under contract, if I'm not mistaken. Isaiah Hodgins, and yeah. you, yep. you want to talk about a guy that might be an X factor? Could be him. You know, we need all the help we could get in this wide receiving core. Mm -hmm. He made a number of big plays in that game last week. He knows um, his offense. And, and, and I'm going to and I'm going to tell you what. That throw that Daniel Jones made at the end of the game last week, when I had a chance to really go back and look at it, I watched the highlights, I watched people break down the film on Twitter. That throw he made to Richie James at the end of the game, that that's might be his best throw of his entire career. When you really go back and watch that throw in that spot, the windy conditions, there was no opening. He somehow whizzed that ball right through two defenders in a huge spot to get them in field goal range. I was really impressed with that throw by Daniel Jones when I got a chance to really go back and look at it um, for him to fit that ball into that tight spot. Yeah, yeah, that was a good throw for sure. And and you're right, Hodgins is a guy that, you know, I'll tell you, this this GM and, and this personnel staff has done a really good job finding guys off the scrap heap that have come in and fit, not just in the culture, but have come in and been able to contribute. And this is going on all season, mind you, not just, you know, recent weeks. And that's the one thing I love about our front office. Um, you're talking about that. And we all know Buffalo had a really good – Shane did a really good job of finding talent in later rounds. Mm -hmm. they, they did a really good job of finding – so <laughs> they're finding talent off the scrap heap with no money. Just think about what they could do with 11 draft picks, more mm -hmm. cap space, and a year with their own scouting development. Department. That's the that's the other thing because remember you know and I made this point I think in in an art yeah it was in today's article sometimes I forget which article came out when but I wrote about the state of the Giants as we head into the the home stretch Shane was hired late January then Dable was hired a week later and then the coaching staff wasn't completed until like I want to say the third week in February so here you had almost eight weeks maybe a little bit more 
that otherwise would have been used to evaluate. Yep. And they got a late start on that. So can you imagine now that everything is settled down, they're going to be able to hit the ground running. Plus at the time, Shane was, in, they were right smack in the middle of the scouting process. So they weren't able to really make massive changes on how they scouted prospects. Shane changed some of that for this year. You know, the criteria, I guess, you know, the how they do their reports and all that stuff. So that's going to make a big, big difference. So all things considered that the Giants were able to, you know, everybody said, oh, you know, the coaching. Got to give credit to the front office. Shane uh -huh. and, and, and Brandon Brown, the assistant GM, great, great job given the circumstances and the timing of everything. Yep. And think about it. We talked about this before. They both come from two GMs, learn from two GMs that are the best. The masters. The yep. So we're going to have cap space to work with. And when they go to sign Daniel Jones, they go to sign Saquon, and maybe they restructure Leonard, and they, they go to extend mm -hmm. Dexter Lawrence, they're going to know how to maneuver stuff around yep. the cap to get those guys and still have extra money. Watch. And, and that's what's encouraging. Take a look at what Buffalo has done with some of their bigger contracts. Take a look, you know, uh, Von Miller's contract, for example. I use that as a model. Uh, take a look what Philly has done. You will see different mechanisms that have been used by these teams to give the guy the, the average per year that maybe they're looking for without killing future years of the cap. You know what the Giants did previously is they backloaded everything. Yep, can't do and that. it and it and it just it's destroying them. I mean, Leo can't play on thirty two million. I'm sorry, I love no. Leo, but next year he can't play on thirty two million. They've got to either extend that deal, and I think they will, um, but make more cap space. Kenny Galladay, I'm pretty He's much gone. you know c convinced that Kenny Galladay is going to be a post June one cut when they get more money from him and use that money to sign your draft class and to have, you know, money to, to operate into the summer and into the fall. So that's yeah. how I kind of see it. All right, guys, let's take some questions here. Uh, folks, if you have questions, put them in the chat box and we'll answer, uh, answer them as we go along here. <laughs> Jersey life wants to know why don't they use Brightwell and Brita more often? Jersey life, just an FYI. I'm not Mrs. Trina. I'm Mrs. Something else, but Trina is <laughs> my maiden name, just an FYI. So, oh, um, wow. yeah, yeah. See, I, you learn something new every time you come here, right? Yes. Um, that's okay. It's cool. Mrs. Train is my mother. God rest her soul. Um, <laughs> why don't they use Brightwell and Brita more often? Um, ooh, I know Brightwell was sick last week, so they they kind of limited his workload a little bit. Uh, I I just think they feel more, you know, that look Saquon's been their hot hand all year, so there's a tendency to kind of stick with your hot hand and then just spell them as you need to. Now that said, now that Saquon's a little banged up, I could see them potentially. Um, slowing you know lightening his workload going forward um and and again the other thing you got to remember about this coaching staff is they base it on matchups so you know that's why i think and this is just a theory i have here that's why i don't think rodarius williams played a whole lot last week is uh the matchup was not favorable so i'm just wondering if maybe we see him a little bit more this week against the smaller receivers that that uh you know that that or the guys that uh philly have so you know it's it's matchups it's it's also health of the guy you know with saquon banged up again with the neck 
which I think it's just, it could be from the wear and tear. Maybe you start to see more Brita and, and Brightwell, but Brightwell, I know last week was definitely sick. And that probably had something to do with um, why you didn't see him as often as, as, uh, as you would have liked to have. To Jersey's life's point, I don't know why they don't run more split back formations with both Saquon and Brita. I would have liked when they messed up that RPO at the end of the game because Richie James didn't know what he was doing. Why was um, Richie James even in? Why there? was he in there? Why, yeah. why wasn't it Brita? Uh, I yeah. didn't understand that. Like, I guess the coaching staffs had a couple of gaffes here the last few weeks. Yeah, it, it it needs to tighten up. You know, I said it at this at at the. Uh, at the start, and actually, this kind of feeds into Mike's question here. Um, the Giants have to basically play a perfect game because they have shown time and again they are not good enough to overcome massive mistakes. Mm-hmm. The good teams can overcome. First of all, the good teams don't make mistakes at, at an alarming rate, but when they do make a mistake, they're usually good enough to overcome them. I don't think we can say that about the Giants oh, that, right I mean, now. To what bad looks we don't have. In order to do that, you need to be able to score quick. Yep. We don't have a Devontae Adams that could go up and make a play and, and flip a game like that. We don't have that. So mm-hmm. that's the disadvantage we have every week. So what we try to do is minimize the Devontae Adams on the other side by keeping them off the field because most other teams have a player like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. We don't. And until such time we get Your a guy good like teams that. do. Yeah. yeah every, every good team has a premium weapon at the wide receiver yeah. or pretty much a premium weapon at the wide receiver position or tight end or whatever. We don't, we don't have that. No. Yeah, definitely. All right. Amazing guy asked, when do the giants plan on activating Landon Collins? Probably two not things, <laughs> two things here. Number one, Collins still has one more practice squad elevation. And I guarantee you the giants are going to look to use that before they sign him to the 53. It's a cap thing at this point. All right. Cause Collins is, is, is a, I think he's been in the league for what seven years? Yeah, I think this eight is years, eight something year. like that. So it is a cap thing. But here's the other thing, amazing guy. Tony Jefferson was activated recently. Tony Jefferson played for Wink Martindale. Connect the dots. That's all I'll say about that. Uh, and again, that's my theory. But Tony Jefferson's a guy Wink is familiar with. Landon, you know, he, he still a good player. They've been using him more or less as an inside linebacker when he has played. But I, I get the impression that, you know, they want to roll with Jalen Smith and they want to roll with um, Micah McFadden at that inside linebacker spot. So that's, that's, pro- and plus don't forget, they also have other injuries, other areas they have to address to where at this point, I suspect Landon would be a bit of a luxury to elevate him, a wasted, a wasted elevation, if you will. So all of that factors in, I think, as to why we haven't seen Landon Collins. And, you know, I'm sure Landon will get his chance at some point, but it's the cap. It's it's Tony Jefferson, you know, knowing Wink's system. It's, uh, you know, the injuries in other spots. I mean, there's a lot of stuff involved here. It's not just, you know, oh, let's throw the names into a hat and who are we going to activate, you know? So... I don't expect to see Landon Collins. I, I would be surprised. I think it would. I think it would take an injury. Yeah. Um, you know, which is unfortunate. I know Landon's excited to be back here, but look, he just has to be patient. He has to be patient, and um, you know, that's just how it is. So, all right, funny one here from Black Canary. Can Aaron jo- Judge uh, loan the Giants a few dollars to sign OBJ? 
Yeah, he we ain't were. signing here this year. And, no. and it's not just it's not just the cap money. Again, we talked about this earlier. OBJ was not able to work out for any One team. Second, yep. So, you know, if you're not able to work out, you you know, look, the Broncos went and signed Russell Wilson sight unseen to a big contract. Well, yeah, that's and look at how that's working out. It's bad. It's bad. Okay. That's a bad contract. They should have brought Russell Wilson in, let him play in the system, and then seen and 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 now it's they've got this horrible contract on their hands. That's why you've got to let a guy, you know, play it out. And and it, and also to that to that thought, this is why Daniel Jones didn't have his fifth year option picked up. The Giants said, okay, you know what? We've got a new system coming in, new coaches, everything. Let's see how he does in this system, then we'll invest big money in him if he shows he can prove himself. Right. So it's the same thinking here with Odell. You know, yeah, listen, I mean, the hell, listen, the hell with Odell. Can Aaron Judge loan all that right, by the way. Can can Aaron Judge loan us some dollars? That would be nice. Uh, what he signed for 390 million? 360. 360. I don't think the Yankees are done either. I, I think part of the reason the Yankees got him back is because they said we're doing more. Wow. I think Brian Reynolds is going to be Yankee. I think Carlos Rodon is going to be Yankee. I, I think the Yankees are going to they're, – they're, Steve Cohen wants to spend. I think Steimer is going to – okay. Steve Cohen might be the best thing that ever happened to the Yankees. That's what I've said for years. I, since we got him, that's what I told Yankee fans. I said the, if Cohen starts spending like a lunatic, which I expect him to continue doing that too. We got Verlander. We got uh, Quintana, who's a nice pickup too as a starting pitcher. I think we're going to go after that Japanese pitcher too that everybody's been talking about, but – um, I think it's great news if you're a Yankee fan as well because it puts pressure on the Yankees to spend. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you guys had to sign Judge like that was inevitable. There was no way the if Yankees were did, let now. Go. I know Yoshida went to the Red Sox, which I was disappointed because I liked him too. But the Yankees would have had to go after like Correa, Yoshida. They they would have had to bring in more people, but they definitely had to make the offer to Judge. There was no question because they yeah. just gave Cashman four more years, and if he didn't bring back Judge, that would have got him off to a really bad start. Yeah. yeah, they had to pay him. Yeah. That or the Yankees. People are like, it's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. It's a lot of years. But hey, listen, if Aaron Judge, if Aaron Judge has a you know a spare hundred thousand dollars lying around, right? Exactly. He does. That's (laughs) nothing to him. He uses that for kindling. (laughs) (laughs) The light is cold in here. It's cold in here, honey. You got another hundred thousand dollar, but you have another stack. Yeah, throw it on a fire. (laughs) Oh gosh, it must be great to have that kind of money. I can't even fathom what. Three hundred and sixty million dollars looks like. I, I can't imagine. I can't fathom what a hundred thousand. No, just say if I have three hundred sixty dollars in my wallet, I'm like, oh man, I'm balling. And that I and know. that doesn't account for all his endorsement deals too. I'm sure. Oh, he's get too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But good for him. I'm not going to yeah. begrudge him. Look, he's living the no, American dream. Good for him. Let's go, so, Aaron. Right, Papa Guso asks about Barkley run decent pass routes. He has good speed. You know, he can. He definitely can, and it's it's interesting. I posted an article on Giants Country today about the fact that they haven't used him as much as a runner. I have, again, theories on this. Number one, Barkley, I was surprised, and I looked this up, Barkley hasn't run very many screens this year, which I guess I shouldn't be surprised given how the offensive line is, but they haven't run very many screens with him. They, They haven't really, you know, a lot of the passes that they've thrown to him, I think, have been to the flats. So... I just wonder if it's, you know, they they don't trust the offensive line. And by the way, what did you think of, speaking of trust, 
What did you think of, of Dable, you know, when he was asked, do you trust Daniel? Do you trust the, the offense? I mean, naturally he was going to say, yes, I trust him. He wasn't going to get up there and say, no, I don't trust him. But, but, you know, actions speak louder than words. Or yeah. do you think it's just, you know, is there something more to that? How there's something more to it, but Chris and I talk about this a lot in the streams. I don't understand why it seems like when the Giants get up, they're they're content to sit on the lead. They're they're less aggressive, and I don't. I'd like to see them be more aggressive when they have a lead mm-hmm. and take more shots. I, I I don't understand why it seems they get up twenty to thirteen and they just kind of try to take the air out of the ball a little bit. And I get it. I mean that's what we do, but I. I think you gotta open it up a little bit. Well, especially when you ha- well, you can't run. We were the first half we were able to run all over them. Second half mm-hmm. they completely stuffed us. Yeah. Um, but I don't everybody's got their own theories on this. I think it has nothing to do with Daniel Jones. I think I think Dable has no faith in the offensive line to pass protect, as he shouldn't. Yeah. And I think he has no faith in these wide receivers to be able to separate and as, be able he, to shouldn't. Hold on, as, he, as shouldn't. he shouldn't <laughs> and to be able to hold on the football. So I think, unfortunately, it's just the reality of the situation. Like, when you have to overcompensate for how bad of a line that we have and you need extra blockers, well, that means less wide receivers are going out to run routes. And, and tight ends. You can't send your tight ends out into routes. And you can't send you can't send Barkley out into routes either. You know, as, as, as often as you'd like. Yeah. Just so, think of how many times you try to run those quick bubble screens and they get blown up. Do we yeah. do we ever throw a quick bubble screen to Richie James and, and it gets 19 yards? No, it's like minus four. You gotta be able to block. We yeah, exactly. Our linemen don't second, get out and block. The second the second level blocking has been terrible. It's been yeah. terrible, and that's a big reason I think why the running game has kind of dropped off. And part of that's been the injuries and the disrupting the you know the the chemistry on the offensive line. But my gosh, you got to that interior needs to be upgraded. I think you know that's got to be one of the high priorities. I, I think for that sure. he'll take care of that. I think the interior offensive line and wide receiver. Are, are big. We could definitely use another corner, but yeah. I, I do think at this point that the defense is, and not that our defense is like amazing, but it's way ahead of the offense. And if the offense got better, it would help out the defense too, because we wouldn't be on the field all game. So right. I think there's enough in the defense to win football games. If we could get a better offense, yep. we'd be winning. Seems the like the offense is something they've worked on every year. Yeah, no the last year they they put a lot of resources into the defense, and it, you know, kind of paid off. Except a lot of the guys got injured. But uh, all right, Mike wants to know how do you think the offense gets back on track? Is it more important to get the run game or pass game on track? You got to get both on track. It's that simple. Because the run game, I think, will open up things down the field for the pass game. So you, you, it's not an either or in my mind. You got to get them both on track. The question is, is do they have the juice, so to speak? To do it, I'm not so sure they do have the juice when it comes to the pass game. Yeah, but you know, well, the run game last week opened up the big play to Slayton. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember saying I remember saying that with Bad Dog on the stream because they were having a lot of success running the ball in the first half, and I was saying, wow, they're going to pretty good push up front here. I didn't expect this, and of course, it reverted back to what I expected in the second half um, when we couldn't block at all. But in the first half, we were running the ball effectively. That opened up that big uh, pass play opportunity to Darius Slayton. So. I think with this team, yeah, I think everything's predicated off the run with this Giants offense, whether it's Jones' legs, whether it's Barkley, and that'll set up the opportunities in the passing game. But if we're not going on the ground, we just don't have the weapons. We don't have the weapons, and we and we don't have the offensive line that could pass protect for 40 times. You, you can't expect Dan Jones to drop back 35, 40 times when you can't block, and you don't have wide receivers that are run, going out and running a, a whole lot of routes because you, you need max protection. So 
Everything starts no. with the run with this team. If we can't Absolutely. run properly, the offense is in trouble. Yeah, listen, you, you, Dan Jones could drop back 40 times, but he'd be hit about 20 of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you don't want him getting hit 20 times. We saw it against yeah. Dallas week three or whatever. Oh, that guy, yeah, he was running for his freaking life. Yeah. Yeah. Dallas. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Listen, John Mayer came out and said at the end of last year, we did the guy no favors. We we put him in a terrible situation. And uh-huh. and thank you. They know they they know he's in a bad situation. But unfortunately, this year there's not much we could do because we had no flexibility cap wise. There really yeah. was nothing else they could do to improve upon what they had. They couldn't bring in a big name free agent wide receiver. You know they. They had to. They had to draft what they did. They weren't going to take a wide receiver. You you needed alignment. You needed a right tackle in the worst way. You build a line with bookend tackles, and you build from the outside in, and that's what the Giants were doing. And then you got to take Kayvon Thibodeau. You need that pass rusher that can end the game. He almost did end the game for us. You know, he almost mm-hmm. didn't close the game out. Yeah. Um, and I they were probably banking on Tony. Things. They were probably banking on Tony being decent this year. Yeah, I don't well, know. He I don't had think his ever They had his opportunities and he just, I don't think he ever, you know, in retrospect, I'm not so sure he really wanted to be here. Just my, my feeling. I don't know why, but um, sometimes when you have a change in coaching staff, that can factor into it too. You know, you, you, you become attached to your first coaching staff and then they go away for whatever reason. And now you've got a new staff in and it just, sometimes you just, you don't mesh with them. You know, it's kind of like, on any job, you know, you get a new boss and you loved your old boss and then you get a new boss and you're like, eh, I'm not sure I, I'm crazy about this person. Yeah. So that could have had something to he do with it. He didn't do a lot less last year anyway. He had 420 yards receiving, I think, and a hundred. Yeah, but he was protected. He, he, I, I got the sense that judge babied him a little bit. It could be, but he had 180 so, of them in one game. Yeah. So Chris went into the year, you know, people said, who's the most overrated giant? Chris said, it's Kadarius Tony. He said, I know yeah. people don't want to hear that, but it's him because yeah. he, had two games where it looked like he was going to be really good and then he was hurt or he didn't do anything. Or... Yeah. Yeah. And even in that doubt, as good as he looked in that Dallas game, it was all garbage time. And, and then he all... threw a punch and got ejected on top of it. Yeah. It was all there in zone defense up by 25 yeah. points. The whole yeah. Game, so, you know, but I still think he'd be a good receiver, but yeah, I think people got to stay mean, healthy I... too. I mean, he's not exactly staying healthy. I don't think for Kansas city. Either. Nope. He, he did a little touchdown dance where he mocked his hamstring being hurt. And what do you know? This hamstring really did get hurt. Yeah. My heart bleeds for him. It really. My, my brother's a Kansas City fan, and he's been razzing me about it. And I'm like, yeah. enjoy him. It's your headache yeah. now. But Travis Kelsey, I don't know why the Giants let him go. You, you're yeah, gonna now you out, know, buddy. Travis, you're gonna, right? You're going to find out, Travis. Now you Travis know. don't care. Travis is the best tight end we've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> he, don't care. He, he doesn't need him. Unbelievable. Christopher Spires says, why are Giant fans so keen to bring Giants to bring not Jones all, First of all, not, not all Giants fans are. No. I'm going to give you not- two reasons really quick, okay? Give me a better option. And tell me a quarterback that can come into the situation, throw into David Sills, Richie James, Marcus Johnson, with this offensive line is going to succeed better than Daniel Jones. I'm, a, I'm also going to throw out a point that I, I've never done on YouTube. I think I threw it out on Twitter today that I thought of today when I was thinking about it. Joe Shane has to think about his job security too, right? Like we, I think we could all agree with that, right? So if the Giants win, say, nine games this year, they go nine. And again, if he loves a quarterback, he's taking a quarterback. Right. Okay, let's start by saying that. If he loves a quarterback in the draft, he's taking a quarterback. But I've heard a lot of people throw out the theories, you know, we could let Jones walk, we could bring in Mariota, we could start Tyrod Taylor. 
if the team wins nine games next year and you don't draft a quarterback and you elect to go with a run-of-the-mill free agent quarterback just to man the fort for a year as you tank and try to get a high draft pick, say you bring in Mariota or say you start Tyrod Taylor, which a lot of people say, one, the team wins four games and immediately he's on the hot seat at the beginning of next year. But the other risk that he runs, let's say he brings in Marcus Mariota or Jacoby Brissett. Like those are names people have thrown at me where they could save $10 million at the quarterback position. And Jones signs on with the Indianapolis Colts. And Daniel Jones wins 12 games. And Daniel Jones looks better. That doesn't look good for Joe Shane. That you let J- Daniel Jones walk and you replaced him with a free agent quarterback and your team wins four or five games. So I think Joe Shane has to take all that into account, which is – why I think in the end, if we're not drafting a quarterback, which I'm still open to the possibility, Daniel Jones is coming back. I don't foresee a scenario where we we bring in a free agent quarterback or Tyrod Taylor. And, and to piggyback off you there, Chris, if Daniel Jones wins nine games with this team, that's pretty damn impressive, right? Yeah. In his yeah. first year of the system with no yeah. cap base, no line, no nothing. And we talked about this before. What does that say to your team? Listen, Dan Jones won nine games, nine, seven, and one. First year in the system, we know what we had here. We didn't have the most talent. We can have a draft. We have cap space. We can make the team better. We don't believe in a quarterback. We're going to go out and we're going to use Tyrod Taylor, like you said, some guy that's been around the league and never really proven himself, and we're going to tank. So we're going to throw away a year. We don't care about you guys. We don't care about winning for you guys. We're going to tank everything to get a quarterback that may be good. Yeah. I don't see it. I don't see it. Message to the team. I don't see it. I don't see it either. I. I mean, you know. We'll see. Look, exactly. I mean, you know, I always, I always say the Giants don't see their needs the way we on the outside see them. Right. We might say, you know, we might say, oh, they should get this guy, and then. You know, two, three years down the line, that guy that we all were screaming for turns out to be a major bust. Baker so, Mayfield, I just saw it in the chat. Baker Mayfield is already in the game for the Rams. No. Is he? I'm he just, I have the game on right now. I just pulled up the oh, ESPN. It is, is he? It he is just, Baker. Wolford yeah, started and they did. Baker's in there. He's been there for like four days. He's already in the game. That's crazy. It's the best. This is probably the best situation Baker's had. McVay? Are you I thought me? he was going to yeah. land up in San Francisco. I was kind of surprised, but. You know, hey, good good for Baker. I hope he finally catches on somewhere. But, you know, and, and by the way, when Baker was coming out, I remember a lot of Giant fans wanting him. I did. I loved Baker. I'm a Sooner fan, but I just – I loved Baker's moxie. I, a lot of heart, leadership, and it that could hurt him too. And it, it did. Yeah. Uh, but he's another guy. If he matures, maybe he'll turn it. It took Geno Smith a long time. You know, Baker's yeah. talented enough to, to play. But yeah. Ba- Baker's just, you know – I He's think Baker. sometimes he was a little too arrogant for his own good. And sometimes I mean. he thought he, you know, it's, sometimes he maybe didn't embrace his shortcomings and work on them like he could have. Right. But, yeah. you know. Yeah. All right. This is kind of a premature question, but we'll put it up there from Russell Roll, who I believe is new to the chat. I don't recognize the name. So if you're new, Russell, welcome to the to the Locked on Giants Live. Um, what free agents do you think the Giants could target next year? Russell, I think the Giants are going to have to start with their own guys first and just see what kind of money is left over. So that's why I say it's a little bit of a premature question. The other thing that you got to remember is teams are going to make salary cap cuts. So there might be guys that become free agents that we're not anticipating that suddenly it's like, oh, man, I got to get that guy, you know, because he's a salary. So probably a question 
you know, when we, when we get to the end of the year or, you know, e even like start a free agency or something like that, or a little before, then we can probably better assess it. But right now it's really, really difficult to sit here and say, yeah, they've got to sign this guy. And then, you know, we could say, oh, they've got to sign this guy, but maybe that guy signs, re-signs with his team. You don't know. So I don't, I, the, the wide receiver class, free agents is terrible. So you don't want to spend your money there. But yeah. I haven't looked at other spots. Like, I don't know interior offensive linemen that are up. Linebacker, you know, potentially. Linebacker corner. Yep. You know. Yeah. Maybe they bring James Bradbury back. They could. Yeah. They had no choice. No, no, no. I'm saying maybe we bring him back. Oh, oh maybe they bring him back. He yeah. only had one year on his contract. Did he sign an extension with Philly, or is he just playing out the I don't year? think he signed an extension. Maybe, maybe they bring him back. Well, I don't know if I he'd want to come back. I don't think he'd want to come back after what well, went down. I think he has to understand that was that we couldn't keep I him. Think he because we didn't want to. They, look, I think he, he understands it, but still ego. You know? I don't think it's, he fits the defense either. He's more of his own corner. I, I don't think he's a good fit for what Wink's looking to do. Yeah. I, I think I, that had part of the reason why they let him go, too. Well, I, I, think they, it, I think if they could have, they would have kept him. I really believe that, but – just the money, you know, they tried and try. I know for a fact they tried. That's yeah. why they kept them for so long. I would have loved to have them back. It just it, yeah. didn't. So would I. It, it I, I, I thought, you know, yeah, look. It was too much. We had no money. But it, the, it was that bad. It was absolutely that bad. With the And I said it, you know, when I saw that how the cap was shaping up. And, you know, next year's cap's going to be a lot better. It's okay. There's still some things that have to be cleaned up. But Shane's going to get this straightened out with the cap. And yep. it's going to be healthy for a long time once he, he gets it straightened yep. out. All right. Mike asks, do you think Dable's anger fits should be kept hidden so he keeps the cool, calm, collected leader persona? Nah, I don't think it's a big deal. Yeah, you know, Par you want a Parcells robot? Didn't. Parcells didn't hide robot? it. Belichick I, I, doesn't hide it. It's not like yeah. it's been like over the top either. You've yeah, seen it's it not like he's been times. crazy, you know, like throwing stuff and stuff. When it's I, I have no problem with it. it. Yeah, he did it to Jones. I think the first week when he made that. He did it to the officials. Were calling the BS up a legal man downfield. Yeah, yeah. You know. Which, by but, the way, can we can we lobby to get that rule changed a little bit to allow like maybe a two yard buffer or something like that? If you're running a screen, aren't aren't you going to have your guys start downfield anyway? That's what. I, that's I, I. That's my least favorite penalty. I hate that. penalty. I hate that penalty. It's got to be adjusted, in my opinion. Definitely got to yeah. be adjusted. But I. I just don't seen. know how they called that penalty after. It was like it was, it was after we got in the end zone. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, it, it, it's 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 you got to call that when he throws the football. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, we're in the end zone. Yeah, I I would like to see them alter that that penalty. Maybe allow for like a I don't know a yard or a yard and a half, whatever. Because yeah, that penalty, I don't even think the guy was anywhere near the ball that yeah. they called it on. So you he know, was. if you're setting up for a screen, naturally your guys are gonna. You know, start downfield. I don't know. I mean, that's why I don't do officiating, and I get yelled at by officials, former officials, when I try and you know talk about this stuff. I'm told I don't know. Probably what I'm because you're about. right, and they know they're wrong, and they don't like. <laughs> I, I get no. They well, the, according to them, I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, well, we watch the games, Patty. We know that they don't know what the <laughs> hell they're doing either. Sometimes it's football. It's it's every sport. The officiating is as bad as I've ever seen it in every sport. Even basketball. Basketball is horrible. Wow. And they don't yeah, have I mean, any play, right? Listen, if you watch a Bucks game, watch Giannis take six steps to the basketball. They don't call it travel on him. It's wow. every game. Maybe not six, but three. He gets three steps. And it, it, superstars get preferential treatment. 
that's another thing. You know, guys do get targets put on their back from what I hear. You know, it's like if yeah. you get nailed holding all the time. Who was it? The, the Giants had a former offensive lineman. Now I'm forgetting who it was. Nate Solder. Well, besides Roman the, Open. The, Luke no, Pennington. no, no, no. It was, These are it was, all guys that come back to my holding. No, 77 offense. There was a guy, I can't remember who it was, but he developed that, he 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 grew a bullseye on his back and he was always being nailed for holding. I'd have to look it up. I'd have to look up who it was, but I remember that. And I remember talking to the guy and he said, yeah, I got a bullseye on my back. They all know, oh, watch for snow, number so-and-so because he's going to hold on every play. Perfect example. If Tom Brady slides and a guy runs by him, there's a flag. Daniel Jones could get targeted in the face when he slides and they don't call it. It's true. It's preferential treatment. Daniel Jones never gets a call ever. You know, he gets it, hit in the face, he gets hit late. They he's on the ground, they jump on top of him. It's like you're first like I didn't see anything. There there's an interesting um st- I don't know if it's if it's true, but there's a a what's the word I want? Um there's a theory behind why the Giants don't get the calls. And I don't know how much truth there is to this, but if you remember years ago, the officials, I think, were having some kind of labor dispute. And what the late Wellington Mara, if I'm not mistaken, sided with the league as opposed to the officials. And somebody told me that they suspected that the, the officials had it in for the Giants, you know, for a long time. I don't know if that's true. I just pulled this up because I was curious because I've been curious and I I didn't even know you could find this stat. These are the roughing the passer penalties. Daniel Jones throughout his entire career. Okay, so we're talking four years. He has a combined seven roughing the passer penalties. Seven. Seven in his entire career. To put that in context, in 2021, Matt Ryan alone had 10. Wow. Ryan Tannehill had seven in 2021. Are they they running quarterbacks? Matt Ryan a running quarterback? No, Tannehill oh. kind of is, but Tannehill, not really. Right. Goff, seven. Roethlisberger, six. Stafford, five. Um, that's amazing. Uh, See, Rogers, I, five. Cousins, five. Wentz, five. And Carl, that's five. what drives me crazy. There's no consistency. You know, I, I guess maybe it, it varies according to what guys see and what they don't see. And I remember, you know, back in the summer, we used to have sessions with the officials. We used to sit around at a, at a conference table and they would go over the new points of emphasis and stuff like that. And I, I can't remember what the rule was. I think I think it had to do with, with spearing. And I remember asking the officials that were sitting at the table, well, what happens if a guy moves and now all of a sudden, you know, when a guy is coming at you and his shoulders come at you and now it's his head makes contact. I said, how do you call that? Do you know not one official at that table could give me a straight answer? It doesn't surprise me. I was like, if, if they couldn't give you a straight answer, how can they call that? And do you ever notice some of the rules uh, are made up because the superstars get hurt? You can't hit the quarterback low because Tom Brady tore his ACL. Not allowed. Can't horse collar because Terrell Owens broke his leg. Can't do that anymore either. Yeah. That had been going on forever. But because those guys ended up getting hurt and they're superstars, they changed the rules. There is preferential treatment, and it's in all sports. Uh, I say it all the time, especially with baseball. If you're going to have a wide strike zone, have it the whole game. If you're consistent, I'm fine with it. But you can't be like, I'm going to call the outside. I'm going to call these pitches every pitch. Not Aaron Judge that's at his ankles. I'm calling a strike. But the other guys can be right at their knees, and I'm calling it a ball. Like that. Yeah, you know, and, and to be fair, look, there are some officials out there that do good jobs. 
but the quality one. to me the quality has really you know as the old guard has retired i i don't know man i i i don't want to sound too critical of the officials but because they're human i get it but i i some of these calls i'm just sitting there and i'm like what yeah so, it, it is because it, I forgot who this. We when we had the ball and we threw it three, you know, deep three times in a row. I forgot who the second pass went to, but he was mauled on the sideline. They didn't call anything. It was mauled. Yeah, I, I I don't get it. and you know to that to the to the point of the discussion. Todd Todd DeStefano asks why don't uh, why doesn't the NFL take action on the officials? They actually do, Todd. The, the officials are graded after every performance or after every game. I'm not sure how it's done exactly, but I remember, you know, years ago I used to have a former official, a college official who who had retired, and he was sort of like an advisor whenever I had a rules question or, or anything like that, and he told me that officials are evaluated after, you know, that they have they get um, refresher courses, they have to take quizzes constantly, um, so there is an evaluation period. It's not just okay, you go out and you officiate the whole season and we'll talk to you at the end of the year. And the best officiating teams get the playoffs. That's how it's supposed to work. So like I said, there are some crews out there that are pretty good, but I just find maybe that number's dwindling a little bit. That's just my take, by the way. So I can't think of a really good official. Like back in, you know, when I was younger, Ed Hockley was a really good official. I, his I his son is like um, yeah, Sean. Yeah, right. Sean was, is. I don't know. I, I think his dad was. Sean tries to get the arms like that. He don't have the arms like that either. I don't mean. He I tries. Don't you, off. you know, I'm a big Mets fan. I just saw a pop up on my timeline. What? Mets just signed Brandon Nemo, eight years, one hundred and sixty-two million, and Ooh. then they brought in a former Yankee, Dave Robertson. They just signed both at the same time, one year, ten million. So the Mets are cooking. Sorry, Bear Dog. I got excited. That's right. Well, listen, <laughs> I was excited okay, that they brought listen. back uh, – not a big move, but I was excited the Yankees brought back our local kid up here, Tommy Canely, from, from Shaker High in Latham, New York. I always liked Tommy Canely, and I felt like Tommy was going to yeah, get a really big payday. And he here's had a that. note. There you go. There you go. That's a lot, but I'm happy. We we needed Nimmo back. I thought the Yankees were going to get him, to be honest were you, with you. Were you disappointed that the – We're Grom going after left? Odon. It, it, the, you, the Yankees you, are targeting him. Were you, were you disappointed that Grom left? I was not – well, my heart was, my brain wasn't. My heart, my heart, of course, because the Mets have never – they've never had a lifetime Met outside of David Wright that's been like a great player, and DeGrom was going to be that next guy for me and my generation um, outside of David Wright and all-time. They've never had an all-time great Met that started and finished his career as a Met and played nowhere else. Um, but my brain said, how could you give this guy five years, $40 million or whatever Texas gave him <laughs> – with the injury history this guy's had over the last two and a half years, like he's showing tendencies to break down. So, um, and then they replaced him with Verlander for only a two year commitment. So like to me, Verlander and DeGrom are kind of equal in terms of um, risk, but you're only committing two years as opposed to five. So yeah. I can't really argue with what the Mets did. I think they made the right decision, but if the Mets really wanted him. They would have taken him back. Yeah. 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 I think it was the right move by the Mets. I hate saying that because I love DeGrom, but I think it was the right move. Had it been a two right. or three year deal, they should have kept it, but not five years. All right, I, I got to call this one out because, you know, brats, man, come on. Girl refs, what do you think I am? I'm not a ref, but I am I not of that that gender? Come on, you're coming on a, on a, a show that's hosted <laughs> by a woman and you're going to make comments like that? Come on, dude. 
You know better than that. Listen, Jerome Boger is not a female. He's awful. Awful. Uh, Clee Blakeman's awful. He that's not a woman. There is there is no there's there's female officials, but there's not a female referee. Right. Right. So I and and you know, look, I'm nobody's perfect. I know I'm not perfect, you know. I'm sure the refs nobody's you know perfect. are not perfect, but but let's not bring gender into this just because somebody's a woman or a man that they're, they're that they're, they're female not gonna, they're not they're, let's female. leave that in the stone age, that behavior. I mean, really, come on, guys. And no, I would not make a good Cowboys suck. Say I would make a good ref. I would not make a good ref. Trust me. I'd make a great ref. I might make a decent salary capologist, but not not a ref. Giants were a lot of games when I was officiating. Yeah. So I mean, besides, I I have no no. First of all, I couldn't run up and down the field. I'm I'm, my knees are shot from uh, softball when I was a kid. But uh, a capologist that I think I could handle. I think I could handle that with some more uh, with more. Um, training and whatnot. So, uh, all right, let's see. Uh, Mike has says, I saw an interview with Julian Love where he said he wants to be a giant, but at the same time, he's got to do what's best for him. Do we think we lose him? Um, I don't think so. I'd be surprised. I would be surprised. The only way I could see the Giants losing Julian Love is if maybe Chicago comes calling because he's from that area Want and to his know wife is from that yeah. area. Yeah. So, but I do think, you know, Julian, he, he, look, he has a big role on the team and not just on defense, on special teams, which is why he played over a hundred snaps combined. I think, you know, in the last game and got the, the rest or the veteran day. So, um, so yeah, I, I think Julian will be back unless a team in the Midwest comes calling. That's the only way I think maybe there'll be some temptation. I think he'll be back. And of course it comes down to his market. I mean, like you said, if he, if somebody's willing to give him an absorbent amount of money, the giants probably can't afford that with all the other pending free agents they have. So it's possible he's not back, but um, he's a leader of this team. Seems like he's very well respected. There were reports that came out that they at least had discussions um, during the bye week in terms of a contract extension, him and Barkley, I think were the only two guys that we know that for sure happened with. Um, So it seems like, which didn't surprise me by the way. Yeah. So I, I think he'll be back. I think they'll. And plus, and plus, you know, they're they're gonna replace that MetLife turf, and he's very involved in that. Yeah, I mean, yes. yes. If it, and you saw how much it meant to him at the beginning of the year, before the year started, to be a captain of this team. Like you could tell, like he he loves being a giant. He's well respected with it. I I think he's I think he's a core guy you want to keep. He's a guy that I was screaming for for them to play him when he was a rookie. I couldn't yeah. understand why they buried him. Yeah. I am so glad. He got, finally got the opportunity because, you know, he just does a lot of little things, you know, right. And they he's a add damn up. good tackler too. You saw that yes, open field tackle is. he had this past week. Um, yes, he is. He, he, he's a he's a, he's a good football player. He's a very good football player. Yes, he is. All right, we got this. Is I'm gonna put this one up because this is actually a topic I always talk about with David Turner, and I get yelled at. <laughs> I hope the Giants find a punter next year. Yeah. I've been saying all along that Ry- uh, Riley Dixon, I keep saying Riley Dixon, Jamie Gillen has been inconsistent. Now, the last couple of weeks, he's been better. He I'll was good last that. week. Outside of that he, one he point was real good last week. And I understand that there are times when the coverage is not that great. Yeah. Okay. So, but the next time Jamie Gillen puts a you know, touch on, on a punt will probably be the first. 
Yeah, he's now, gotten he's, get better at pitting teams inside the tent. Now here, he, but here's under. here's where I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. How much of that is what he's being asked to do, and maybe just can't do, versus you know just being all over the place. There are different types of punts, and not everybody can execute the same punt. You know, Riley Dixon. I know we all screamed about Riley Dixon. First year I, was good. Riley, what Riley Dixon? I, I, I found out they were asking him to do certain punts that he just couldn't do. They were not a strength of his. Yeah. So now I'm wondering, are they doing the same thing with Jamie Gillen, or is Jamie Gillen just well, wildly I, inconsistent? I don't know. Not as bad as Matt Dodge. So at least we got. Oh, I just, God. I just looked this up. I you got had to bring news. that up, dog. I, right? I, I, I got good news and bad news. What do you want to hear first? As far as the punting goes, give me the bad news. Bad news first. Okay. Jamie Gillen this year ranks 24th in the NFL in terms of pinning people inside the 20 at 31.5%. You want to hear the good news? Yeah. Riley Dixon ranks 31st at 24.5%. I didn't even know Riley Dixon was still in the league. He's with the Rams. Yeah. He's with the Rams. I'm watching the game. I didn't even even know he was. Yeah. So Dixon still stinks, but Jamie Gillen's not much better. Right. (laughs) So we improved. Punting. Pinning inside the 20. We improved mm. that. Yes. Yes, indeed. All right. I'm looking to see. Oh, here, here's a blast for the pet. Dog, you might remember this. My, Mike Coran. Oh, of course. Right. Got him from Denver. Dan I, I remember that. Yeah. Well, Dan, Dan Reeves, Reeves brought all guys. guys from Denver. He brought in wide receiver Mark Jackson. He brought in Mike Coran. Yeah, I, I remember. I remember Mike Coran. Yep. I Dan remember. Reeves brought in all of his Denver guys. Yes, yes, he did. He did. Um, all right. Uh, amazing guy asked, why don't they give Love some cornerback reps? Because he, he's, I mean, he played cornerback in college, but I think the whole reason they moved him to safety was because he didn't have the foot speed. Am I right? If I remember correctly? Yeah, I don't think he was a, I don't think he was very fast. Yeah. I don't, I don't think he was, he was very quick. So, um, uh, so speaking of punters, going back here, Steve Weatherford was the guy. Steve yeah. Weatherford was a character, man. Jacked, too. Jacked out. Still jacked. Man, he worked our, out all the time. One of our subscribers actually works out or worked yeah, out. Yeah, he has Steve like a private guy. gym or something, and he works out yeah. with him. John Carney, by chance? No, no, it's one of our um, subscribers. Chris Califf? I don't know if he's in Chris there. something, yeah. yeah. He, I like Steve when he was here. <laughs> I got to tell you a funny story. Can I tell you a funny story yeah, real quick? So... 2011, as you guys know, I was dealing with cancer. So back then, I was a mess physically. I looked at, you know, I didn't have my hair. I had to wear a wig. I didn't have eyebrows. I had to draw them on. So my self-esteem kind of took a little bit of a hit. So I remember going around the locker room. And also, I didn't have a hell of a lot of uh, energy. So I remember going around the locker room. And I wanted to talk to somebody, you know, to do a one-on-one, you know, like a Q&A type deal. And I asked for Weatherford. I don't know why, but I, I said, can I talk to Steve Weatherford? So the PR rep went back and Weatherford was in the back, I guess, in the hot tub or whatever. Um, and they brought him out and they said, would you talk to, you know, would you talk to Patty? Um, and he looked at me. He goes, sure, but give me five seconds. Give, give, give me a minute. So he ran back in, changed his shirt, came out, told you know, Showed me, you know, pulled up a, a stool for me to sit on. I guess somebody had told him that, you know, what I was going through. <laughs> Funniest thing, he just suddenly whipped off his shirt, stuck out his chest. He says, "Okay, I'm ready." <laughs> just, I'm like, I just started laughing, and he and he was. He, 
somebody did tell him that I was dealing with cancer. I mean, it was kind of obvious I wasn't right. And he just made me laugh. And from that day forward, he always became a friend. You know, we became good friends. And here's something that was really cool. He gave me a game ball. Um, oh, it was, I remember it, you telling it, me this. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I think it was. And I forget what year it was. And he wanted to give me a game ball. And, you know, one of the rules for us in the media is we're not supposed to take stuff out of the locker room. We, even if it's given to us, we shouldn't be taking stuff and stuff. So I said to him, I, I can't take that. You know, I, I said, thank you for the thought, but I can't accept the ball. And, you know, and he's like, well, why not? You deserve it. I said, I, well, you know, it's a rule. They'll get mad at me, blah, blah, blah. He goes, BS to that. He says, you're getting this game ball. He says, I'm going to make sure you get this game ball. Well, I don't know how he got my address, but he got my home address and he shipped the ball to me and he signed it. He had a bunch of guys sign it for me and wow. he sent it to me. And he, he and, and when I saw him, he said, I told you you were getting that game ball. That's awesome. So I thought that was really nice. I like to he hear stuff like that. You know, that's yeah, a, that's he, a good he, he, he's a good egg. He, Steve, I, I, I like that. I go, Stevie, baby, what's up? And he go, Patty D. Yeah. <laughs> so he because he would always he had that childlike boyish, you know, yeah, persona. Personally. Yeah, exactly. So I, I just thought that was kind of sweet of him to think of me like that. So, all right, guys, we're going to take our final commercial break. Get your questions in. We'll continue to answer them. Don't go anywhere. This one should be a short one. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Prize Picks. Playing daily fantasy based on player projections has never been easier when you visit prizepicks.com. Pick two to five players, and if they go on to score more or less than their prize picks projection, you win up to 10 times the amount of your money on any entry. There's no competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize picks is currently operational in over 30 states and in Canada, and they offer projections on every sport. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less, and prize picks offer safe and fast withdrawals. Download the Prize Picks app today or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. Don't forget that promo code locked on at sign up. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Locked On Giants live train attainer and dog. She brought the energy on that one. Uh, that's a How solid. That? that was solid. That was ooh, nine. You got a nine again. Oh, you got a nine. Man. You can't even <laughs> start the program. What do I have to do to get a ten from you? you you'll you'll know. I'll know when I hear it. I'll know when I hear it. You're not. You're not there. <laughs> and yet. I even you're left the room yet. to practice that. During you're the getting break. better. You're getting that. Nine's good. I'm a tough grader. Okay. That's good. All right. I'm. I'm trying. I'm trying to bring that, you. That in. Was, you was, my that Daniel Jones on that one. Okay. All right. I'm trying, guys. All right. Um, let's get to some more of these questions. I just had one. Oh, here we go. Uh, James Vegas, should the Giants go after Nicole Hardman in the offseason? Well, it depends uh, on market. Um, yeah. Obviously, Hart, he makes sense because of the Chiefs thing and Kafka, and you'd think he'd fit our offense. But it all depends on his market. And my guess would be he's going to have a pretty decent-sized yeah. market. because He's, he's a good returner, potential. too. And, so. it, and, and, the, and the receiver market is so slim. Um, but sure, I think he's a guy that we should at least show some interest in. Him. Um, but don't expect us to spend a ton of free agency at, at any position. Yeah. Right. I mean, Joe Shane's going to do due diligence. That's yeah. what he's here for. He's going to explore. Every... We hear it all the time. And some people say, oh, it's just lip service. 
It's yeah. not. He's he he does explore all the options, and if something makes sense, they take it to the next level, and then they take it to the level after that, and you know. But sometimes things don't work out. Remember, I always tell people, it takes two sides to make a contract, because people say, "Oh, how could they let so and so get away?" Well, because so and so didn't want to do a contract, right? There. You know, you can't just say, "Oh, it's the Giants screwed up. They didn't. They, they didn't." Say. No, that's not how it works, guys. It never has been that way. So yeah. we'll have to see on that. But uh, I, I, I don't know. It's too early, I think, to say. And, and it does depend on the market. So, all right. Amazing guy asks, can the Giants make the playoffs if they only beat the Colts and Eagles? Probably I not. I they don't couldn't. think so. It's but not likely. I, I, I think. Yeah. They would need well, to I'm, I'm gonna tell you, I, I'm going to tell you, at 9-7-1, the way they make the playoffs, because that, that includes a loss to Washington, which means Washington already has the head-to-head. They have eight wins, and if they get to nine, they're ahead of us. So you have to assume at that point they're going to win at least one out of the last three. So that takes away one. And then in order for us to make the playoffs, if we lose to Washington in that scenario, Detroit will probably still getting in over because they'd have to go 5-0. and oh, But then you got to worry about the loser of the West, the Seahawks or the Niners. And the Seahawks would have to go two and three over their last five games if we finish. They have an easy schedule, too. And they have it, yeah. So, like. They have Sam Grant once. The, other than that, it's pretty. pretty we got to beat Washington. All roads good. That's what. Like, even if we beat the Eagles, it doesn't take. It almost doesn't take any pressure off the Washington game, right? Because you still have to win the Washington game, right? You, that's what I mean. That's why I'm like, it's weird to go into a game against the Eagles and just. I, I mean, I care. I, I want to be. I hate. I freaking hate them. I'd like to smack them. Is you know, I'd like to smack them back in reality and humble them a little bit. They're a little arrogant right now. I would love nothing more. Uh, than to you know shove that cheesesteak down their throat, but you're lucky I didn't invite E Rock on on this show today. I read, <laughs> you you know E Rock, I I know of him, but I you, probably you should have invited him. He knows who I am. E Rock and I oh. had some trash talking about. Oh yeah, I remember, I remember, <laughs> I, I remember years ago, Patty, years ago, oh, it, maybe 2014, it might have been earlier. So he made a video. The Eagles are bad. They were getting blown out. He leaves like in the fourth quarter. He's leaving the stadium. He's making a video. It's the first time I've ever left this game disappointed and embarrassed me an Eagles fan. I said, and I commented, I go, you must not go to many games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, E-Rock and I had a bad E-Rock knows who I am. Ouch. Yeah, we go way back. Me and oh, E-Rock. see, yeah. I, I thought I thought his history was, was more or less with a license plate guy because – They've had some really, yeah. really. Yeah, Erock's not really on YouTube uh, anymore. But I, I mean, I I've been on YouTube a long, time, long before License Plate Guy was. Around. I mean, I'm I'm going back to like oh seven oh eight. You know, w- when YouTube was in its infancy, pretty much. Right. Um. But yeah, I remember. I remember Erock. But it is funny because it's like if we lose, I don't want to say I'm okay with it, but it's not gonna kill me like it normally was because I know everything. The Washington game, game. Against Washington. And that's something, by the way, the Giants got to guard against is looking past. I mean, they shouldn't be looking past anybody, mind you. But, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people can figure out that that Washington game is maybe just a tad more important. for Because, look, you're not going to catch the Eagles. Right. But at the same time, you got Seattle breathing down your neck, too. I'm going to tell you how important this Washington game is. The Giants have a much better chance to make the playoffs if they go eight, eight and one, and it includes the Washington win, then if they go nine, seven and one, and they lose to Washington, right? What do you got? They have a five thirty eight. Was that five thirty eight? Five thirty eight. That's that. The site. What? 
What's what? Where are you getting that stuff from? No, I mean, I, j- just do, just do the math logically. <laughs> if if we beat Washington and we don't win another game, mm-hmm. we would have a two game. We would have a two game advantage on Washington. So then I ask you, what's more probable? Washington going one and two, and us going zero and three, which I think is very likely. They definitely could go one and two, and Detroit going four and one. Because if both of those things happen, we get in at eight, eight and one. <clears throat> With a, with if we just beat Washington and nobody else, if Detroit goes four and one or worse, I know I'm sorry, three and two or worse because they have five wins right now. Three and two or worse, and Washington goes one and two in the last three. We get in. If we go nine seven and one, but it doesn't include a Washington win, Washington just has to win one out of their last three, and Seattle has to do what I said earlier. So we actually have a better chance to make the playoffs at eight eight and one if it includes a Washington win. Then nine seven and one and losing to Washington. Just, we're that's really important. That we're going against Washington. That's really got to be Washington. Like that's what Washington. Washington comes down to. That's gotta, that's yeah. That's if, we be beat, if we beat the Eagles, our playoff odds don't even go up by that much. That's how important that Washington game is. Yeah. Wow, who'd have thunk it? Right. That's that's what's insane. That, that I mean, is if we insane. beat the Eagles and then beat Washington, then we're pretty we're much a lot. So that's really probably why why Philly Week has just felt kind of like it is. It it is. It's the first time in years that I can go into an Eagles game. I'm like, like I said, it's not like I don't care. I do, but it's like if we lose, you're not gonna be. You're not gonna be broken up. I'm not gonna be mad. Like I'm normally mad when we lose them. I'm not gonna be. I'm be like whatever. I we got to be Washington. Even if we beat them, I'll be happy. But like we got to be Washington. It's the same thing. Win or lose, I'll be like we got to be Washington. Doesn't matter what we do in this game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're gonna obviously get into that more details next week but yeah. all right let, let this is a good one from mike what are your thoughts on the rest of the season i feel like the giants have hit their ceiling for the season and i'm looking on to next year i don't feel that way i don't think the giants have hit their ceiling and i'm not looking to next year yet they are playing meaningful football and it's what december 8th yeah as we record this i understand why mike feels that way because i mean yeah. we've lost two out of our last year and we tied the other game we have not looked great. I, even though I do think there were points in that Washington game, we looked good. But, Mike, I'm going to tell you why I think it's possible we have not hit our ceiling yet. This pass rush, I think, looks the best it's looked all year last week. Once we got Aziz back on the field with Kayvon, and if that continues to get better, this defense is only going to get better. Um, so and, that, and, and we're starting to get some pieces back. You got Bellinger back last week, Neil back last week. I don't know if we're going to see vintage shake one that we saw over the first eight weeks of the season. That remains to be seen because now you're hearing he's banged up this week. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if we peaked. I, I, that doesn't mean we're going to win a lot of games because we play a really challenging part of our schedule these next five games. But I still think it's possible we haven't seen quite yet the, the best version of the Giants this year. And if we're going to, now is the time to see it. Yeah. Right. Get we'll better. See. We'll see. You know, pick up. And that's why going back to what we said at the start of the show, if they can stand toe to toe with the Eagles, who I think right now we can we can all agree is the creme de la creme of the league, that's yeah, going to go a long anyway. way. I, I still don't know if they're better than Kansas City or Buffalo, but well, I mean, and, and now that now that San Francisco lost a quarterback, I, I thought San Francisco and I. <laughs> Philly's one of the best. I'd say they're because I don't know. You just, I, I you can't just, you just can't Dallas bring yourself. No, because I I think Dallas is better. Okay. I think Dallas is better. Uh, I. I do. I go. I mean, if you go off a record, I guess. I mean, yeah. I just remember Philadelphia beat them in Philly with Dallas's backup quarterback. Dallas has 
Dallas's pass rush, I think, could be a, a big difference because I, I feel like they can get to Jalen Hurts. I, it's going to be a great game. I, I mean, obviously, yeah. the Vikings and Giants play at one on Christmas Eve. I'm going to do that game, and then I'm going to go to my family's house. I'm like, oh, I like games at 425. I'm like, I got to tape it because I have to. I have to watch it. I have yeah. to watch. Even if I know the score, I just have to watch it. I like watching. Those two teams beat the snot yeah. out of each other. I love that. I hate them both with a passion. I love watching <laughs> them beat each other down. Oh, they play They play on Christmas Eve? 425, yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch of games on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Matter of fact, uh, most of the league is playing Christmas yes. Eve. I'm not, the I think there's only three on games Christmas on Christmas Eve. One o'clock. Oh, it's good. We'll get that out of the way. Yeah, that's why I'll be able to do that one. If it was four, I wouldn't be able to do that. The Giants are at one o'clock too, right? Yes. Yeah, the Giants are one. Philly Dallas is four twenty-five. Good. So I can. That's gonna be such a big game too. The Philly Dallas game. Oh my god. It is. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That that, that's gonna be must-see TV. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, So, all right. Scott Young says, "Why didn't the Giants sign Pimpleton to the roster? Wasn't he a good returner?" Yes, he's a he's a you know got a reputation of being a good returner, but I think you know maybe. They felt he wasn't ready for the other stuff that he would probably have to do. Like, you know, they would probably want to get some receiving some, you know, receptions out of there. So Pimpleton's probably just a guy that, you know, they'll they'll bring him to camp next year, let him compete. But um, you can kind of tell who's ready and who's not by who's getting the call ups and who isn't and, and when they're coming. So, you know, that that's what I think. It, you know, it boiled down to, and with Richie James, I suspect they basically told him, just catch the ball. Don't worry yeah. about anything else. Just catch it yeah. and secure it. Yeah. And we'll worry about the, the other stuff later. So just my guess on that one. All right. Let's see. Um, yes. Papa Guzzo says Washington is like a playoff game. We can all agree on that. That's fun. That takes me back to the eighties. When, yeah. When I was a kid. Oh, absolutely. Washington and the giants are the two best teams in this division. Yeah, and it's 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 fun to have Washington and New York playing meaningful games against one another in December. I, I don't remember the last time that happened. Yeah, 2012 yeah. maybe. I, I don't remember. It's, it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. Jersey Life eighty six. Thank you for the uh, reminder. Appreciate. It. Please do hit the like button. Uh, subscribe. Trying to get to five thousand subscribers on this channel. Please, I'm so close. Want to do a giveaway for y'all? So if I hit five thousand, I can do it. You'll get Wait. there. What are you at right now? Uh, I think I'm at forty nine hundred or something like that. Oh, you'll get there. No problem. I got to get there. Yeah. I can't let I can't let the other teams beat me. Come on, the Eagles. I think are beating <laughs> me. I think I think the Saints are beating me. Although the Saints, you know, my channel coordinator runs the Saints, and I like him, so <laughs> I can live with that. But the Broncos are for sure beating me. Come on. Come on, guys. Let's help, go. Help, help Pick a up the base. Let's go. Help a gal out here. That would be cool. All right. Let's see. Um, here we go. Here's one from Donnie. Do you think special teams is the key to beating Philly this week? One of. You can't discount it, but yeah. the run, I think it's the run game is going to, you know, who can run the ball and who can stop the run. That's going to be. It's going to be tough. Let's, let's not even tough. kid ourselves. It's going to be tough. And and again, we talked about the weather. I should I, I should look up the weather. Let me see if I can get the weather for for that. But uh, they say it's going to be yicky out, which I'm not too happy about because I don't like. I'm Maybe that the, that that, that probably benefits the Giants though. Because yeah. the both teams though. Eagles like to throw the ball a lot. We yeah, like but yeah, it. the Eagles. Oh have yeah, out, true. They have guys that could you know change the play game in All any right, minute. So Sunday. This and this is subject to change. Obviously, forty-five degree high, chance of uh, precipitation eighty-one percent, 
and low winds, winds about northeast eight miles per hour. So there's an 81% chance of some sort of precipitation. I think that benefits the Giants if it's bad yeah. weather. Yeah. Yeah. I we mean, play we dirty. We we it, it'll be ground and pound for us. The miserable yeah. weather helps us because the Eagles do have a great passing attack. Yeah. So, yeah, rain, wind, we'll take it all. Yeah. We'll take it all. All right, JC NYC. Do you think they're resting some players versus the Eagles to be ready for Washington? No. If they're going to rest anybody, they're going to give them, give them a rest during the week for practice, like they did yesterday. Dexter got a rest. Glowinski got a rest. Julian Love got a rest. You're not sitting guys down. No, they're not going to do that. No, 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 definitely not. But I understand uh, where he's coming from because Washington game means so much more. But they're yeah, not no, no, I, I, I get it too. I, I totally, yeah. but. But you know the Giants are not in a position right now. I think where they can throw games away. So right. I, I I just don't see it. And dog, I don't know. You weren't feeling well. Jersey Les says says you're a trooper for coming on, even though you're no. I feel better than last night. I I didn't. Um, I don't know what I don't know, something hit me. I was doing a Laker game. I didn't feel good last night. I didn't have any energy, and then I just turned the game off. The game is bad anyway, and I'm like, I'm just done. And then I didn't feel good last night. I went upstairs, took a shower. I felt a little better. I did a, a, a round table last night. But I was done by 11. Normally, I do that a lot longer. But no, better today. I don't know. I must just, I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. yeah. My wife's been Something's sick. been going around. I, I didn't is. feel yep. well. Yep. I didn't feel well, you know, earlier in the week either. And I, yeah. I, I think something quite... is going around. It's winter in the Northeast. It's, it's, it, it happens. You're enclosed. You're not outdoors. Windows aren't open. It's cold. So you really can't air anything out. Germs are festering. It's, it's the winter. Anybody lives up here knows. Yeah. And I, and I know in the media room, I mean, people are back to wearing masks because people are coming in with colds and flu. the flu bug has been brutal. Right. Not just, you know, in the locker room, but also the media room. You know, we were sitting in the press box and a, a whole cluster of us had to wear masks because one person would come in, I think was on the tail end of a cold. And I, lucky me, I get to sit next to this person too. And I'm like, oh God, so I've got to put the mask on and I had to wear it the whole, whole game. And, you know, I should have probably just changed seats, but yeah, it's, it's, it's that time of year where you don't want to be sitting on top of people and risking anything, you know? Right. Yeah. The flu is flu season. It and definitely is. My little nephew, like, you know, my son at the concert today. So, you know, his grandparents came and, and uh, my sister, a couple of my sister-in-laws came and uh, my nephew's four. And she said, you know, my, my his uncle would have came too with his cousin, but he same thing. She just said he was just laying on the couch, or he doesn't feel good. So, yeah, um, it's, it is. It's just something's going. It, it's winter. I hate yeah. the winter. I'm not a fan of the winter either because you're you're stuck indoors. I mean, you know, I I go out of the house to do what I have to do, and also I you know to when I have to go up to East Rutherford and whatnot. My husband works at home, and it's like usually he would be the one to bring something in and then I would get it. And right. I, I just, during the day, you know, he's upstairs, he's got his office upstairs. Mine is downstairs. And the only time we, we see each other during the day is for, you know, meal breaks. Lunch, and, right. Yeah. You know? So, and even afterwards, it's like, I'm usually working at night. He's, he's upstairs watching whatever. And then you just reconvene for a couple hours or so before you, you call it a night. But yeah. Um, yeah. I work in an office, so it's bound to happen. All right, Mike Gorga says, I think Chris and Kevin can walk right into a WFAN studio and kill it and get great ratings. I agree. I agree. To, <laughs> to man. The dynamic duo. We got to call WFAN. How about me? Mike. How call about WFAN, me? make it happen. I'll show up. Uh, yeah, let's go. <laughs> 
I'm ready. Well, you never know who's watching, guys. I'm ready. Um, how ready. about me? Well, you know, it's interesting, Mike. Um, I grew up, if you will. I was trained as a writer. That's what I've done the longest. And I had to learn podcasting and video shooting and photography and all the multimedia stuff that I do nowadays. How to learn all that stuff on the fly. So I haven't been doing it as long. Um, I don't know if I miss, I don't think I have a voice for radio. I could be wrong. I mean, I, I don't I have faces for radio. According to a couple of <laughs> well, what's more important to have a face for radio or a voice <laughs> for radio? <laughs> I, I mean, no, I appreciate it, but um, I'm still learning podcasting. I've been doing it since, gosh, I want to say since 2014. So almost 10 years, but I still feel like I have so much more to learn. And I just, you know, at, at this point, it's like, because nobody really ever sat me down and said, okay, this is what you do when you podcast. I kind of had to feel my own way. And finally, I just said, you know what? I'm just going to be me. You either yeah. like me or you don't. That's what you're supposed to. That's what, when yeah. anybody asks me how to start a YouTube channel, I'm like, well, number one, you got to be consistent and be yourself. You're ne yeah. not everybody. You're never going to have everybody like you. It's just, it's the way yeah. it is. Don't try to make everybody just be yourself. And people are going to yeah, like exactly. you or not. It's everyday life. People are going to like you or not. So it is what it is. And you don't have to agree with me, but just be respectful. That's right. the only criteria I ask. You can disagree with me all you want, but when people start yelling at me and start with the sexist crap, nah, get out of here. I don't I, need that. I get yelled at all the time. <laughs> Whatever. So, all right. Fabian said, I was hoping to see you at the stadium. Yeah. Fabian, we're, it's interesting for the press box. We just go straight up to the, the elevator and, into the press box. So I, I didn't even know you were going to be at the stadium. So um, I don't usually hang around the parking lots, especially now that it's cold out. I just. You were there early. I saw you took the picture. Yeah. You were there at like 9am, right? Yeah. Yeah. I took the picture with uh, David Harrison, who's a Lachlan commanders um, host, co-host. So uh, yeah, we took a picture this, this week I get to see my buddy, Ed cracks, who I absolutely love. He's the Eagles writer for uh fan nations eagles i think it's eagles country or something like that all about the eagles i forget what the site's called but he's a real sweetheart of a guy we've been exchanging you know i've been sending him transcripts he's been sending me stuff and i've got the uh insider analysis coming out on giants country tomorrow from him so we do a lot of stuff between not just here on the locked on giants podcast but also on giants country if you want to check it out so but yeah i i i get to the stadium really early Part of that's because I want to beat the traffic and I want to get a parking spot. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, if I'm being honest, but also, you know, I, I set up and I, I do a lot of work actually before the game. I, I set up, um, you know, my, my templates, if you will, for my articles that I know I have to do. And then I just fill them in as, as the games are going along. And then, which is why you don't see me tweet a whole lot because a lot of times I'm just watching, but I wish there was, I, I saw there's this device. I got to get this for my laptop that actually expands and gives you an extra screen on either side because I have a two screen setup here at home and I, and I love it because it allows me to watch two things at once. And I got to get that for, for my laptop. For I, need sure. a, I need a second screen here. I have three screens at work. I've I, already yeah. used, I've already used up my, my Christmas wish though. With my yeah. yeah. I, I finally, I, I, I should tell you, I, I got to tell you this. I, I got a cool Les Paul Gibson guitar. Nice. I'm so nice. psyched, and and it's oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. Maybe so he's jamming out to kiss. <laughs> it it actually is a kiss kiss. Yeah, uh, see, yes, nice, yes, very nice. It is it is it is the signature electric blue kiss guitar. All right. So, uh, and I've been playing it. I I mean, you can't see it, but my my fingers are all cut up 
you know, because I, I had another guitar. It was like a, a cheapo piece of wood. Doesn't hold its tune. This one holds its tune beautifully. So I've been, you know, it's funny uh, during the show, I've actually, what did I do with it? I had this thing here that I actually used to strengthen my grip. <laughs> and also I've been using it to strengthen my, my fingers on the guitar, you know, so, cause you know, you're pressing down with it and my pinky is the one I really got to work on. So I've been doing this right. all throughout the show. It also probably helps you when you're typing stuff. You know, it's funny. I type fast, but I don't type the correct way. <laughs> I don't either. You don't type the correct way. With all I, your fingers? You, you have to put your fingers. Um, you guys don't do that? You, you don't no, you have to put fingers. your fingers. You have to put your fingers really? on, on like it's A-S-D-F. Oh, I know. Yeah, I, 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 I don't I, do that. I just, I just, I can feel like I know where the keys fingers. are. These four fingers. That's what I use. You use these two? I, I use, like I use all four. It's insane. Actually, I use, I, I use, I use my four and then this thumb, but, uh. But yeah, I I don't put my fingers my correctly on the keyboard. It's funny because when I used to take typing tests, I, I always used to get demerits for that. And I'm like, what's the difference? I'm right. accurate and I'm fast. Who cares right. if my fingers are correct? Yeah. You know, so <laughs> I type. You know, I, I think words I, a minute. I, I got to do a typing test because I I I think I pr probably do like eighty to hundred words a minute. I could type fast. I, I, I can, typing I can do close to hundred. Yeah. Without looking, and you know, yeah, I have to look. I have to look at it. Yeah, I, I, I can't look at, at the keyboard. I gotta look at the screen and see. I what's have to look at the. I don't know where the letters are. Teach you you think I would know by now? You know, sometimes I even cheat. Sometimes I'll just try dictating. You know, because that's the new thing. You know, doing voice dictation, but I find it doesn't recognize what I'm what I'm saying. But uh, anyway, let's. Most of my things are on the number pad. Anyway, it's not a lot of. I have to write some letters and do some grant stuff and yeah. But other than that, it's a lot. And I, I work on budgets, and yeah. you know, school budgets and all this stuff for the state. And so, yeah, I, I'm using the number pad more than anything else. I don't have the number pad. I wish I did when I do my stats. But anyway, yeah. Alfred Acoyere, I bought four tickets to take my eight-year-old son to the Washington game and hate that the game has been flexed. Welcome to my world, Alfred. I hate it too. Yeah. I hope we win because I will hate for for him to see us lose. Should we still go and support the team? Sure, why not? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even if 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 your son, you know, even if you make it through to halftime, you know, it's a it's great way to bond. You know, I mean, granted, I'm not a big fan of FedEx Field. We were. It's funny. I was just talking to somebody about that uh, earlier today. I don't like FedEx Fields, one of my least favorite places to visit. But look, it's an opportunity to go and bond with your son and enjoy something the two of you would like. So yeah, yeah absolutely. I've only been well, there. I went there once to see actually Paul McCartney at FedEx Field. I've never seen. You've never been to a game down there. Never been to a game. Wow. I've never been to FedEx. The only road game I've ever been to in my life was RFK, though. Second game I've back never in been 19, there, second game not. back in 1986, and it was uh, I was ten. We just drove down, sat way up in the nosebleed seats. Um, but it was an experience, man. Lawrence Taylor had three sacks. Jay Schrader threw six picks. They, we pretty much clinched the division. That was that was awesome. But to this day, that's I've never been to an opposing stadium except for RFK. I, I get invited to go to Orchard Park. I'm like, I don't want because the Giants aren't playing the Bills. I, mean, I don't want to drive all the way. To I think Park we play Park. them next year. If I'm not mistaken, do we play the AFC East next year? I feel like we do. Maybe I don't want to. Are you drive sure it's not the a, the AFC West? Maybe, Maybe it is. No, because we just West. played. We just played uh, Herbert, didn't we last year? 
Mm. And we played Mahomes last year. So, yeah, we played the West last year. Oh, we I swear to God, Washington, D.C. is probably as far away from me as Buffalo is. Buffalo is a long ways. Like, when I say I'm like not- state, people are like, oh, Syracuse, Rochester. I'm like, no. Those are – Syracuse is farther from me than New York City is <laughs> in Boston. Like, I'm, like, right on the Vermont, Massachusetts border. That's where I am. Wow. Yeah, amazing, amazing the capital region is right. Yeah, I'm right next to those. It's like 20 minutes to Vermont. And it's like 30 minutes to Massachusetts. I'm I've been to I've been to just about every NFL stadium. I think the ones I haven't been to are Buffalo, Kansas City, um, the new Los An- the new one out in LA, the obviously Las so Vegas. Fine. I haven't been there. I think those are the only. Ones I do want to go to Dallas. I, I think because I've mentioned that you said that the Dallas that, that stadium is amazing. But Holy I, smokes! That is I, a palace. Probably something I should do before I go to the big <laughs> I mean, football stadium. I'll never in the forget sky. the first time I was there. The first year it opened, and you, just to go into the to the ladies' room, they had gold lined paper towels in the ladies' room to to dry your hands. Nice gold lined. Can I give Jerry this? He ain't a cheapskate. <laughs> You can give him that much. No, he is not. I'll tell you what. They also have amazing spreads. Yeah. Pre-game you mentioned meals. that last week. That's why I was like, I got to get that. They probably give you know, them. I'm not, not usually one of those guys, but, but, you know, their pregame spread is pretty good. I will say that. Tampa's is also pretty good, too. They they have a good one. They they used to do the carving stations. I mean. We might play them next year, too. Because Do we play the South next year? No, because we played. Maybe no. it is the East. Well, I know we play the AFC East, but I'm trying to figure out the NFC now. It might be the NFC West. It's either the West or the South. Let's we, see. North. We, we can look it up. Okay. Yeah, we can look it up. Just all you got to do is look at the 20, 2021 schedule and look at the let's division see. we played. Uh, future schedules. Let's see. Probably is the it? West. I don't remember the last time I played let's the Cardinals. Let's see. I think that um, was the rookie season where we played we the on? Cardinals. We're on. AFC, NFC East, Giants. Let's see who the Giants play. 2020, right, we played. We 2023. Uh, it looks like they, they're saying uh, for away games, Arizona, Dallas, Miami, Philly, Frisco, yeah, NFC South to be determined, AFC West to be determined, Buffalo, Washington. The home yeah. games would be Dallas, Philly, Rams, Seattle, Patriots, Jets, yeah. NFC North AFC to be East. determined and Commanders. Yeah, That's so the problem. AFC East and the uh, and the uh, NFC. Oh, good. West. the Jet game is going to be a home game. Okay, cool. That's the, I mean, the Niners are good. The Rams are going to probably stink next year. Be, it's going to be East different teams, tough. though. Everybody's, you know, the Giants are going to be hopefully a lot better than than yeah. you know. Than they are, the so. Dolphins are good though. The Bills are good. The yeah. Jets are good. Patriots, not so much. Patriots are always tough, though. When he got Bill yeah. Patriots, well, yeah. Patriots, I think they, they got a quarterback issue. They got to figure out. Yeah. So, they yeah. will. They always figure it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Jimmy Garoppolo coming back home. Yeah. You think that? You think that's where? <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think he's going there. But it would be pretty funny. Yeah. Oh, that would be hilarious. Because right? Jimmy, Jimmy, like, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy like him and Brady wanted him out of there. Where's where Jimmy he? playing next year? You think? The Patriots is a possibility. I think it's gonna be the Jets. Hmm. His four. I mean, the, the Jets head coach is from San Francisco. Their offensive coordinator is also from San Francisco. And the Jets are going to kind of be a win now team that needs a quarterback. They could get Baker Mayfield. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Just more hilarious. top five quarterbacks. So that's... That would be hilarious. All right, guys, we got to start wrapping up. So I didn't forget this time. Got to do predictions. How bad's it going to be? I don't even want to. 
Come on, dog. No, I, I don't think we're going to get obliterated. Um, 28-17, Eagles. Okay. In line with what happened in Dallas. Yeah. Uh, Jesus. I, I hate this game. Um, I really do. Dog, you're struggling to get this. I guess I don't want to give Philly away. I hate Philadelphia. I, I, you I are just, struggling, man. I can I, see I, it. I hate it. I hate that they're good. I, it just makes me so mad uh, that they're good. I just I hate it. Um, Philadelphia is going to win. I, I, I would love to say I feel like we have we, we have a chance, but I just I just can't see it happening. I think we lose this game, thirty-one to thirteen. Philadelphia. So yeah, you think it's convincing? Yep. I think they win convincingly. I do. Yeah. Oh, obviously, I wouldn't be surprised because if we get behind early, we can't. What are we going to do? You can't just keep running the ball. And Philadelphia could easily go twenty-one nothing like that, and then we're done. And that's kind of what I think is going to happen because I just don't. Unless the weather plays a part, or wink bigger something else. Like I said, if if Jalen Hurts can get kept in the pocket, not extend plays, we'll be okay. But it, no team joy been able to do that to them this year, so I don't know why we would. <laughs> well, the Eagles have been averaging 28.2 points a game. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with 28. See, I kind of like that 28-17 score because the Giants have averaged about 20 points a game. I'll go 28-20. I think I think it'll be a little closer. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I hope it is not a blowout because that would kind of stink. That's the score we lost my- to uh, Dallas by, right? Or was that it was at least that discrepancy because we got that garbage time touchdown at the end? Which was my prediction in that game, too. Yeah. We Man, you should go to Atlantic game. City, dog. You, I, I, you I'm pretty good at predicting. The Lions game, I was way off. But the yeah. rest of them, I've been pretty close. I hope I'm way off on this one. <laughs> I, I'm more in line with Bad Dog. I I, I, I could see it being like a twenty-eight ten, and the Giants getting a late touchdown to make it twenty-eight seventeen. But I, I, I think this is going to be a game where the Eagles have it well in hand throughout the majority of the game. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we yeah, all. And I hope I'm wrong. I hate saying it. It, it, it. Don't matter. But I do. I do think the Washington have, game. I do think we're going to have a, de- a chance. I know a lot of people are going to write us off for that Washington game after this week, and the fact they have the buy and it's on the road. I think we're going to have a good chance to win that Washington game. Yeah, really I agree. We're, they're, yeah. they're not better than us. We're, they're, they're the same as us. Oh, that, that, that next week's going to be like a, like a playoff game. It is. I think, I, I think I'm just saving all my energy up for that game because to me, like. That could be what it is to me, too. It's hard for me to get my juice yeah, up. Yeah, you guys are kind of mo- mellow today. Because I, if I, we I win this that. week, it's like. Yeah, we still got to beat Washington. Like, no matter what happens this we week, still we still got to beat Washington. Right. Because if you lose to Washington, you're still, you still need to win two more games at that point. Yeah, so it's like you got to two, two games at least. You got to be Washington. three. Got to be Washington. That that's a must. If they don't, it, it I think Lights it's out. over. Yeah. It's, it's done. It's done. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, so folks, if you asked a question we didn't get to it, my apologies. We tried to get to as many as we could, but take take note. I do a mailbag over on Giants Country, so my email address is below. If you want to send your question in, and if I didn't get to it on the show. Send it to me. And what I don't get to on the Giants Country Mailbag, which, by the way, publishes 8 a.m. on Saturday, we'll just throw them in on Twitter Tuesday next week. So love to hear from you if you want to send me a, an email. 
with your question. I will try and work it in to either the mailbag or Twitter Tuesday because I feel bad. I have so many questions and, you know, we try to get to all of them at the same time, giving you a balanced presentation. Hopefully we did a good job as always. I know Chris and, 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 and dog did. So, uh, you know, I always appreciate and have fun with you guys. My God, we have so much fun talking football, we do. don't we? We do. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. I, I want to have a lot more fun talking about wins because we still <laughs> well, have fun, but it's it's way more fun when we're winning. Absolutely. Hopefully this week. Hopefully That'd be the best week. thing ever. I'd be Here's, here's what I'll say. Oh, we'll hear dogs screaming all the way down. Here's from what I'll say. That's right. <laughs> Obviously, this is a huge game, but we all agree the Washington game's more. But for, like, Daniel Jones, if he wins this game – that goes a long way towards him coming back as a giant. If he could right. ever beat the Philadelphia Eagles. So for like players like him, it's gigantic. But for the playoffs, it's like, it's like, I got to save my energy for Washington. That's I'll where it's all what at, I, guys. What That's I want to see in this game, I want to see Dexter Lawrence get free and just plant Jalen Hurts into the turf. So I just want to see him. How about boys? Slam so, him down in the turf. I want him to get, I want him to get rocked. So, one so, so you want to be. So it's funny because now when, when Dexter makes a play, he does the sexy dance. Yeah, dance <laughs> yeah I, did, I started doing the dance this week too on the live stream. I started, everybody got the sack. I started doing the, 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 the sexy dance, the sexy <laughs> guessing dance. I don't know if it fits you, Chris. I think you're going to have to come up with your, you, you'll have to do your stand up. I like, I like the dance though. I got to join him when he does it. I get excited, but it, it, it it's, it's up there with my, one of my favorite sack dances of all time. It's up there. Uh, Fred De- De- Dexter's awesome. Pretty good one, I, I think Dexter's Whatever Fred so Robbins cool. used to do, or he used to touch when he electrocuted himself. Yeah. yeah, that was yeah. Hilarious. The stunner, the stunner yeah. I think he called it. That was a good one. That was a good one. And, and Strahan with the flexing. Remember? And the bowling when they did the bowling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there was the stomping out. Remember that one? Yeah. And Justin Tuck always had the. The, yeah. the bow, yep, <laughs> yep. Some some great sack dances, you know, yeah. over the years. But uh, my all time favorite, probably, and I hate to say this, was the what, what the Jets used to do because <laughs> I used to laugh like like. What did they used to do? Gastineau, I think it was. Gastineau oh. used to do. They they call them the sack exchange in Gastineau. I remember. I know that nickname. My yeah. father hated it, but I used to laugh. And it, it's it's hard to. I'd have to show you, and I'm not going to do it on camera. But I'll look it up. I'll look it up later. <laughs> yeah, it, check it, it. It should be on YouTube. He, he just had a really kind of funky dance. But, yeah, uh, well, Gastineau was a funky guy. He had the yeah. sack record right until Strand broke it. Yeah, Strand broke it. Yeah. yeah. Another thing that that some haters will debate to this day, but. Uh, Nah. Listen. listen, Brett Favre rolled out. You know they miss a. It was a mistake. Like he didn't know. He thought the guy was going over there, and they forgot to pick up straight. And it was a sack. What do you want? Yeah, it yep. wasn't intentional. It was miscommunication. It happens all the time. We saw it in the Washington game. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that, you know, last year? Record? Some didn't somebody tie strands? TJ Watt did. He did yeah. right. He he tied he tied it last year. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Question for you two guys from Davey he wants to know when the next stream is minutes. with the. Yes. Well, I set it for 10.05 so we could get some coffee. All right. 16 so, minutes. 16 All minutes. right. So I got to let these guys go so that they can get set up. And, and uh, you know, as always, guys, great, great chat. We'll do it again next week. Hopefully, we'll be talking about an Eagles win. No matter what happens this week, next week, it's going to be lit. Yeah, but I, yeah. I want to see an Eagles win just for dog. Oh, thank I you. I want to see the Eagles win just for us. Right. <laughs> but yeah, beating the Eagles is that's. I, I would just feel so bad if Dog has to come on the show next week and he's despondent because. But the I won't. But I, the thing is, that's, Patty, that, that's I, that's funny. The, yeah. I won't be because I'm going to be looking at Washington. Yeah, I think like this week for me, it's like 
it, there's no way I'm going to be depressed at the end of this game because I know that the real game is Washington. I'm only going to be ultra excited if we win. Right. If we lose, it's going to be like, all right, let's regroup. Oh, we're going to have a heck of a show next week. That's the yeah. season's on the line. I can't. Bad though. Can you Sunday night? Can you? That's that stream. Like how how tense is that going to be? Yeah. Oh uh, listen, when we played them last week, like I was just nervous. Like I didn't normally. I'm really excitable, and I'm you know I'm me. I'm loud. I'm I'm obnoxious all the time. But <laughs> just nerves, like nerves. Like I had not. Like I'm just. I was so in like focused in the game. Like everything was so nail biting, and it was hard to. Times that by throw, ten. I, I might have to throw up before the game. I might Times have. that by ten in two weeks. You're like, gonna pull it, a Chris. Steve I might have dog? to throw it up before the game. I threw up before week one, not intentionally. I ate something bad or some uh, food poisoning, whatever it was, and I, I got sick the night before, and they won. I'm oh. like, I'm not gonna throw up before every game. But I was gonna say, I might have to, right? <laughs> I'm not throwing up. I hate. It's disgusting. <laughs> it is. You but, know, yeah, that is that is not fun. Definitely some. But I'll do whatever it takes. We got to be washed. Gotta just be just whip out the, the shades, you know. Gotta yeah. your your stream's gonna be. <laughs> they got it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. They got it. <laughs> they got it right. Uh, somewhere my shades are somewhere on here. Oh, here they are. But I gotta swap glasses out. So, but I have mine still. I can see. Can I fit them over? There you go. No, I can't we're, see we're, the, we're the men in black now. No. I... <laughs> Men and women do. Right, that's right, right. <laughs> now I can't see a darn thing, so I got to take my off. But, but <laughs> no, I got to get. I, too bad these don't come in prescription. I got to go see about that. But anyway, everybody, thank you so much for coming to Lockdown Giants Live. We had a blast. We will see you next week. We'll I'll, I'll post once we figure out what day we're going to do it, and it's going to be all about the Giants Mini Super Bowl. That Washington game, a must, must win. Yeah. And we're so, going to be talking about an Eagles win, too. That's going to be great. Be fantastic. It, yeah, fingers crossed that we have an Eagles win to talk about. Just for dog's sake, if nobody else says it. <laughs> Listen, I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure every Giants fan would get on board and beat the Eagles. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, they'll sign for that in a heartbeat. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, everybody. Have a great weekend. We will see you on Monday. David Turner and I will break down Giants-Eagles. Hopefully it'll be a good breakdown. Uh, Twitter Tuesday, as always, Wednesday, to be determined, Thursday, crossover with David Harrison. He'll be back with me as we break down that big game. And then either Thursday night or Friday, Locked On Live. Don't miss it. We'll see you next weekend for Tana and the dog. I'm Patricia Tana. We'll see you next week. It's pretty good. <laughs>